You know what I like though with these CPU wars? Is this like, yeah, you think that's a big CPU? Bam! And then like they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna come out of the big one too. And I was like, these things are like giant. But then, then like six square inches of CPU. The one that they sell is just the cheapo. Always, right? Yeah. Nobody buys the expensive CPU. Yeah. Well, no, there's enough. I mean, enough to, to make it a small. Yeah. Like a million, a billion people buy the cheapo. I, I'm eight gonna, people buy We're going to go off the rails okay. immediately. I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> Sorry, gonna, I'm messing up your show. I'm going to tell, tell you the story. We haven't even started. We haven't even started. So this is a story about just a preamble. Uh, back wow. in the X79 days. Good Lord. Maybe, yeah, X79s. So I have about, one like, of those still. I, that's in my machine at home. It's a yeah. Sandy Bridge E-Box. My you streaming know, box. X79, I'm like, you know, you, yeah, you know, I, we let people like the consumer stuff, but, you know, enthusiasts, we like the big things. X, you know, give, gives the big chips. And this motherboard vendor, I'm talking to her. She's, you know, we're like, you know, Gordon, every time you ask that, I say, you know what, let me check where headquarters. How, how many of those are we moving? It's like, it's just like the last time you asked us. It's zero. It's zero percent. No one buys these. Like, so that's what she actually said to me. Like, stop saying you want these whatever. The yeah, three hundred fifty dollar motherboard. Yeah, it's cool, right? Enthusiasts love this stuff. We yeah. talk about the media. Our job is to hype it up. But ninety nine point nine percent of people buy the regular stuff. Yeah, but we get excited about it. She's like, it's zero every time. She got really angry with me. <laughs> Dang, every wow. time you ask, the PR people aren't a little bit angry with you. You're kind of doing your yeah, job badly. True. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. But it's, anyway. it's hard to stay angry at Gordon, though. You know, no. he's a lovable I know, guy. But it's people like he doesn't. I can't remember things. I, I have conversations with people like I think I've like it's the fourth time I've had the same conversation with them. <laughs> Look, I was <laughs> like, sorry. I was responsible for telling Gordon to clean his desk for like six years, oh, yeah, and we're still yeah. friends. Ooh. So you know, oh. I still have. Yeah, I mean, nobody builds up. No, yeah, nobody can even say that to him here. No, we, I'm yeah. sure that's in the contract. If he was smart, <laughs> when he came over, you know, they. I think they actually have carpet cleaning just to make me clean stuff up. It's a yeah. good policy. We had our our new owners come to visit just to make mm-hmm. me clean up. So it's like, oh, we got to make clean up. So. Well, and also, yeah, everyone had to move desks to this side, mm-hmm. and yeah, just to like make me Gordon's clean. huge cart of stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, they did it's a that fire just sale to make me move. Once upon a time, fun. we moved buildings, and Gordon's stack of crates to move from one building to the next <laughs> was equal to literally everyone else on staff. So, yeah. <laughs> but it comes in handy. There's all these things I wish I still had. Now we talk about now, but uh, we haven't even started. We haven't even started. This is going to be. Yeah, yes. Let's uh, let's kick it off. Uh, Let's do it. I am. uh, I'm ready. In this episode of the Full Nerd, Will Smith. Hi. That's all. That's you don't even need. That's all you have to do. That's all you got to do. That's a pretty. It's easy. Can't mess that up. It's like you've been doing this for years. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That was a little too easy. Oh, we're not supposed to talk over the. Whatever. Let's forget. Welcome to the Full Nerd episode 89. I'm your host, Gordon Maung, with very special guest, longtime friend and co-worker and my boss, Will Smith. I'm not your boss anymore, Gordon. Oh, at one point. <laughs> it's been a long time, man. It has been. And Adam Patrick Murray, we got to give him a shout out because he can just cut us off, folks, anytime. Well, it is, it is uh, good to have you here. Good he, to see you again. The last time you were here, it was episode three of the Full Nerd. Oh, my wow. God. And now we're at 89. Wow. Uh, so... Well, and then also, I I listened to the episode last night, and I have some uh, some things that uh, oh, you written notes? down. Yeah, notes from oh uh, boy from what Let's we talked about. Uh, yeah, it was it was kind of interesting. I don't know if you remember anything from that episode, but the so, big thing was uh, the price of the Broadwell E 
Okay. Uh, the ten, ten core Broadwell E. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did I nail it? It was well. No. Uh, Gordon had just oh. mentioned it offhand, uh, and yeah. you were like, "Wait, how much is that?" And like, just like freaked out. It was like seventeen hundred dollars for ten oh. cores. Sorry, yeah. it is not seventeen hundred dollars. You have that Seven, wrong. Sorry, seventeen twenty three. One thousand seven hundred twenty three dollars. Yeah. Exactly the price I would have guessed. We talked about that for a while. It I, was, yeah. I um. <laughs> and now look where we are now, right? Yeah. I have you a know? Broadwell E in my machine right now. I think actually. There you go. Did you yeah. pay seventeen? No, I bought the, the cheap, I bought the, the, <laughs> the 60, 80, I can't remember. It's the Give one with the six F-150. Cores. I need the V6. It's an unlocked oh, six shit. cores with a lot of lanes. That's all I know. There you go. Oh, unlock six. Okay. Yeah, so, so it's they, like the later 60, on 88 the, maybe or something? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, it's the one that like, yeah, we're going to give you more PCIe lanes. Yeah. Not just randomly turn them off. It turns out... Oop. Is that me? No, that was me. With VR, you need the lanes because you need the USB, like... Look, Will's already getting us back yeah. on a topic Look, here. VR. Yeah, speaking well, of VR. Topic, I, Gordon, how many, how many endpoints do you think you can have on a USB chain? How many devices can you have hooked up to one USB bus? Two. You, you mean before Wait, is this price you run is right out of bandwidth? Rules? No, it's, you don't, the, here's the thing. You never run out of bandwidth anymore because the bandwidth is basically infinite with USB 3. But there's still a finite number of devices you can connect to a USB chain. Huh. I've never actually gone to the end. What's the end of, at the end of the rainbow? 128. And do you know why this is an issue? Why? It's because with VR stuff, a lot of the devices that you plug in have like eight or ten endpoints per device. So, for example, Oculus oh. cameras are like four endpoints each. The headset is seven or eight. A uh, let's say a Toby eye tracker is another seven or eight. A USB audio interface is a few, and it's really easy. It turns out to hit 128 endpoints. And what happens when you hit 128 endpoints? Would Crash? you like to know? Blue screen? No. Things just turn off without any error message. Oh. So like your audio interface will just stop working randomly and you're like, why is this happening? I Perfect. have no idea. The webcam turned on and all of a sudden my stuff just went right to hell. So that, I remember, cause that was a big deal, uh, with, um, Vive and Oculus. Is like, mm-hmm. oh, you have to have an approved USB 3. No AS media business. Yeah. So AS media. There's drivers for that now that, okay. that are okay. But the Vive camera still bad. doesn't work. Oh, really? The, I, as far as I can tell. But it was, it wasn't because you were running out of devices. It was just simply. It was just because their drivers were bad. Okay. Yeah. Have Intel, you, as it turns out, where you want to be. Have you tried it with the newer Intel? Because the nice thing about the new Z390 is you get native, native, uh, USB 3.1 so support. I don't have a newer Intel motherboard. I haven't. See, Intel, he's talking to you. Yeah, hi. It's, call me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, no, I, so I have the 6800, 6880, something like that. Yeah, yeah. 6820 maybe. Yeah, so it's yeah. like a X99 board, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, oh, okay. I have, I have yeah, bad, U- the, those X99 boards have bad USB, it turns out. Really? Yeah. Well, let's see, were there USB 5 gig in the PCH? Hmm. It's, it's USB 3 on the Intel board, 3.1 on an AS media board on my Asus board. Um, yeah, you have to use the correct nomenclature with those. Like, you gotta say like speed and then port type and then, but how did they mess that up? I they have a whole new port, dude. I you already missed it. Uh, USB four is going to fix this. No, it's not. Yeah, I know it's, it's not. not. They're going to they're going to find a new innovative way to mess it up. No, but you know, I I know everybody's angry. Not even on a topic. It's not even VR related. <laughs> but but USB four, everybody gets angry at the USB IF, and I yeah. understand because they're basically the breaths. The, they're the people sort of like controlling the madhouse. But if you're the USB IF. You can't say, oh, you're making a $95 track phone. You need to put, you know, USB 4, 40 gig 
you know, thunder, you know, everything well, on the, you know, I, I get it. So, but once you let somebody do USB four with the USB C connector and it doesn't support all the coolness in a, of a brand new computer, then yeah, it's, it's essentially broken no matter what. There's just no way to, but what do you do though? You can't make more people, dongles, more dongles. It's the only solution, Gordon. Yeah. You need dongles for everything. Or just stick to Type A. That's the best thing. About this, this. I know. This, so this is my HP MacBook here. That yeah. It's, how's the trackpad? It's great. I actually don't mind this trackpad at all. I mean, it's a little big. I kind of wish. Mm. I've noticed though. I. I. And it's a good question. I wonder the tr- the centering of trackpads and laptops these days. You can see this. Yeah. I don't know how they base that. I, w- I want it under my thumb, my right thumb. That's why when my fingers I, on the home keys, I'm like right thumb. See, down. you're the person that see like I've seen trackpads shifted all over the place, you know. And I just sort of assume that there was a, a standard. Yeah, but they, I think they're for you, like thumb the thumb the thumb users. I'm a thumb I'm, user. I'm a yeah. finger. See, I index finger. Well, I use type. both, but mostly like I like people to hit the thumb on it while I'm typing. Oh. I, but I mean, look, I'm re- using a Razer laptop with a 1060 and an ancient. Like a, a unibody MacBook now are my laptops. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I'm not buying one of those butterfly key <laughs> MacBooks. They're, they've improved them. They're less, I don't, it's they're not more, true. less, I not know. true. I saw the, I've seen all the angry. Yeah. People get angry about that. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. What grinds your gears? You know what? <laughs> I would, I need to ask a VR thing. If we're actually, you know, we're just going to sit here and complain. You know what but grinds up, my before, gears? But before Old we do any of that, before we do any of that, it, please explain to some people who, who Will is, you know, like oh, a little bit of history, Come on, you know, Will Smith. Uh, and kind of what, it, what he's Smith. been doing. Uh, he was longtime editor, Maximum PC. He was a technical editor. Uh, we both worked at Maximum PC many years ago, and I, I'm going to mention our former employer in a positive light so I can do that. See? Great. Cool. Boom. Coolness. I was there. Will was there. We lived through the early days. It feels like of the golden age of, of uh, PC. We were there. Like I, One of the first things I wrote at Maximum PC was a review of Windows XP. Oh. Like wow. I wrote a cover oh, story about right. Windows XP. I, did, I think I did ME. We don't talk about that one. Mm. Uh, I reviewed 98, Windows 98 at Ars Technica before I came to Maximum PC. What about Windows 7? Windows 7 was good. Windows 7. I did Windows 7. It was the one that saved Windows. Yes, it was. I also wrote a a cover story that the cover line got changed, uh, not necessarily by my choice, into Inside Microsoft's $7 billion failure, the true story of Longhorn. (laughs) Which was... Microsoft stopped calling after that one. That was Vista, right? That was... (laughs) No, yeah, that was Vista, Longhorn. Yeah. You know, in hindsight, yeah, that was definitely... well, seven I, fixed it all. It made it all okay. I don't so know if eight okay. or Vista were the bigger. I think Vista was probably the bigger failure, although it was necessary to yeah. get where they needed to. Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. eight, I don't. I, you know what's crazy? I think people hated eight. I understand it. It rhymes with hate and eight. Yeah, <laughs> it's essentially ten. Well, for the most part, you just take the skin off. The underpinnings are mostly the same. The, the reason people hated eight was because they made you do a bunch of things that they wanted you to do to try to drive traffic to the Windows Store, which was a bad product. Yeah, because we knew they'd eliminate the Windows Store or some Probably. feature of it or some other yeah. thing they pushed in three years anyway. So what's the point? Right? And also, if I'm using Pull a Google, yeah, yeah exactly. Too soon, man. Too yeah. soon. <laughs> Inbox just went away. I'm still sad. <laughs> I'm in mourning. I just, you know, what I was thinking this morning. Not, not that we're like totally off the rails here. We're like going down the hill. I want Google. I know people complain about Google just randomly nuking things that people use and they love. Like reader and I and want plus. Google in charge of the English language. Oh. Cause there's just a lot of words that we just don't use anymore, right? Yeah. There's like a lot of rules we don't need and things that just make no sense. If Google were in charge of the English language, 
they could just simply say, no, we're, we're not supporting that use. I'm, I'm going to give I you mean, a No one understands there. Everybody gets there wrong. So many, too many twos, just one universal two, one there. Right. The problem with this theory is that, uh, people, have you ever talked to people at Google? Uh, like, you remember when we used to joke about how people at Microsoft would have had a different language that they used to describe their products? Yeah. Yeah. Google's worse. <laughs> so we would just all be talking about enhancing our vertical, verticality and, and maximizing our ARPU and doing all these. ARPU would, is oh, not what I did user. earlier. What is it? It's revenue per revenue user. Per user. Okay. Yeah. ARPU isn't even what people care about. They care about average uh, revenue per user over time. So it's ARPU T, I think. <laughs> yeah. Do people actually talk like that? People talk like that, yes. In the business world. See, I don't understand that. I have lots that. of conversations about ARPU. I am, I'm an, I'm a nerd of the people. Yes. I represent the, you know, kind of like blue collar. I'm wearing a blue shirt. We're it's like true. down in the trenches supporting the PC. We're already at the end top. Yeah. We've already skipped the VR <laughs> no, stuff. No, no, no. Let's, uh, do we, we need to, to circle back around. Stuff. What do you do now? Will? So, um, uh, uh, I, uh, in 2010, I left Maximum PC. I launched a little site called Tested. Uh, it's still going. Tested. I left so in 20. come up with a name from the podcast. Well, look, that is the name, Gordon. Oh, yeah. I thought that was. No, that's the joke. I like, I like placeholder names. <laughs> it's just been a bunch um, of underlines. Yeah. So I did that. Uh, we found people who made cool stuff. We worked with the Mythbusters. Um, did a bunch of podcasts, did a YouTube channel, stuff like that. Uh, then I left in 2015 to start a company called Foo because I wanted to, like, I looked at the videos we were making at, at Tested where we would go find somebody who made something really cool and wanted, I loved being able to like point at the thing that they made and talk to them about it and have them explain why they made it and how they did it and that kind of thing. And you can't do that with people who make things that are, that live inside a computer. So video games, like a lot of research happens and it all is just things, you know, visualized constructs of things that happen inside a PC. So, uh, we built Foo because we wanted a way to make the kind of content that we're making it tested inexpensively in a VR native, like 3d rendered way. So no 360 cameras because they suck. 360 videos, boring. Nobody turns out. Nobody really likes to watch that. I was right about that five years ago. I don't know if we talked about that. No. Yeah. We did talk about that. Yeah. 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 People like it for pornography. That's pretty much it. Oh, but even then that's only 180 usually. Yeah, exactly. Well, they've got to get those pixels where it matters. It turns out. Um, so, uh, we built a tool to let you create a lot of, content in VR relatively inexpensively. And we did that for a little while. It turns out nobody wants to pay for VR content, which is fine. Uh, so we did five episodes of the Foo Show. Um, and we're, uh, for the last two years, uh, we've been doing a lot of 2D animation uh, using the tools that we built to make Foo. So hmm. it's exactly the same as it is in VR, you know, except for instead of, instead of the viewer being somebody walking around inside that space with a headset, you have a virtual camera that you fly around with like drone controls or a shoulder rig or a fake boom, whatever you want. Hmm. Uh, and, and, uh, we make, uh, we've made cartoons for Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, and some other places. Wow. Um, we did a couple of nationwide ad campaigns and some other things. And using just VR kind of gear? Yeah. So the way it works is that you put, uh, the act, the performers, and, and we've since, we spent most of last year taking what we learned in 2017 and early 2018 and rebuilding the tool to actually be, be good for the people who are working in that space. But yeah, you put on a headset, you have hand controllers, you maybe have some more trackers on your feet and your waist if you're, if you're doing like a full body shot. And the performers just walk around and they act in VR, uh, the same way they would act in real life. But, you know, the, the performances are captured and then we can either shoot them live, uh, and pipe it out to the internet just like you would on Twitch, 
uh, any video game, or uh, we can record the animations and then go in and clean them up and post and stuff like that. And are, wow. are you just using consumer headsets and and, we and things like that, or commercially licensed Vibes? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a okay. different, uh, mainly because they have a twenty-four hour turn on support stuff. So, oh, okay. Uh, instead of having to have double the headsets when we go on a shoot in case something dies, I only keep one extra, and then I know I'll get a new one the next day. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Do we have a couple clips too, right? What it looks like these days? Yeah, so this is, um, uh, the first one I think is just me. This is using a new thing that we've set up to do, uh, VTuber stuff. And this, we had some Hi, skinning everybody. problems on the hands. Uh, I'm Will, and I'm here today to test out our new rendering technique. I don't know if it's going to work. It feels like it looks pretty good to me, but I'm just kind of peeking out of the corner of my eye, corner of the eye, corner of the eye, corner of the eye. Hey, check this out. <laughs> ah, so this is using, hey. um, a mixture of Vive hand controllers, the Knuckles controllers, which you probably heard about. Um, I'm testing fingers. This is an actual test clip, not something I prepared to show to people. So, um, but we then we use a depth camera, like the one that's on the front of an iPhone or one of those Intel depth cameras to, um, and that's the end of the clip, oh, okay. uh, to track eyes and mouth. So it, it turns out it's easier to do, uh, to, to actually just measure where your lips are. Uh, maybe skip ahead to the, this is fine one if you want to see what happens when it doesn't work right. This is pretty funny. Um, this that, is what happened. Uh, wow, that wow. Is, that's scary. Yeah, we anchored the head in the chair in all the same places, so then it's just the hands <laughs> flying around the room. I think room. you're going to give uh, some people nightmares. I'm sorry. I apologize in advance, but body horror is our stock and trade here at Movie <laughs> John, Car- John Carpenter directed this. I yeah. I was screaming. Just <laughs> Look you, at the-, you, the audio's not working, but I'm just saying, help me, kill me. <laughs> Tell me. Does yeah. somebody sit wow. on your face at the end of this? Oh, no, that's not appropriate. Oh, no. Thank you guys are owned by Disney now. Yeah, that's not We're appropriate. We're trying to get it. We're oh, okay. To- <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what that's what we do with food. So we can do all sorts of different kind of animation styles. And, uh, you know, we can do more 3D render. We can do something that's real, like, early uh, 3D console, like PlayStation and Nintendo 64. That's like. pretty cool. And we can do it in real time. And the voice is recorded and so that the voice acting, oh, it's all done at the same time. So um, one of the things we learned in 2018 is a lot of the people who are voice actors probably aren't great physical actors. Mm-hmm. So we've split it up so you can either record the voice first and then we can kind of play back the cues if we're doing like individual takes uh if we're doing like a more traditional one camera shoot or we can have the voice actor in front of the depth camera and a body a motion actor in the headset and we can perform them both at the same time is there still i'm I'm in a need for it because i mean if you look at like you know hopefully one day uh disney sponsors you look at early disney cartoons Mm -hmm. and then you look at like south park I mean, like one is like, wow, that's amazing. And then to South Park is like basically somebody moving a character on. It's like, it has, do people still want to buy like, or do they still want higher quality content? Do people want to watch it? So, um, yeah, I mean, if you look at what Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and Fox and, and Cartoon Network and FX, they're like, people are buying more animation now than ever. Um, there's a real hunger for it. If you look at like what Netflix has done alone, like they've had, uh, they do a ton of kids animation, which you may mm. or may, you may be less familiar with now since your kids are a little bit older. Maybe but, if Netflix would invest in actually storyline. Well, uh, so a <laughs> bit like, look at what they did with that Castlevania thing, right? Oh, so right. it's a good, it's, it's good? actually really good. Yeah, it's really? fantastic. Yeah. It's really good. Um, they did, I think four episodes of that cause it was really expensive People really liked it. They greenlit it. And because of the way the animation production process works, it was a year and a half from the time they aired the first four episodes and people were like, yeah, this is pretty good. We should watch, we should probably make more of this until it was able to come up again. So, so like we can cut out 
instead of having to send off your storyboards and animatics and and voice acting to Malaysia or South Korea or Africa or someplace uh, where animation happens, we can just do that in a soundstage in LA in like two weeks instead of 50 weeks. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So it's, I mean, the, if you want to save time or money, we can do one or the other is the takeaway. Maybe a little bit of both. Nice. So I, I got a question though. So you've yeah. pivoted cause you, you basically said it looks like a lot of people don't want to pay for VR content. Is VR dying or dead? So, this is the perennial media question that everybody has. We've got lots of opinions in the chat right now. You know, so, that's for damn sure. Well, so for games, I think VR is doing pretty well. Like we're, we, based on the publicly available numbers, we're around 8 million real headsets on the market. And, and so oh, this wow. is a thing that took a while to realize. I mean, the people who'd been using VR earliest knew immediately, but for me, real VR is a sixed off tracked headset and hands, right? Like there's a lot of neat games you can play with a gamepad and a six-off headset. <laughs> Which actually, sorry, side note, when when you were here last, uh, part of the discussion was, hey, everything changed when the uh, the hand controllers came out, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that that wasn't a thing. Like early on, yeah. it was always a, a, a gamepad, and I was like, wow, I totally forgot that that was. Well, we talked how about things ver- were. We pro- if I'm thinking back in time, I probably talked a lot about verbs and how you use different, like yeah. how having the ability to just pick something up. And yeah, interaction it, it yep. gives you a lot more interaction potential. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, with, with games, games are doing well. Like Beat Saber sold more than a million copies. There've probably been 10 or 12 titles at this point that have sold more than a million copies. And we're like four years in, three years in, I guess, since the commercial headsets that were, became available. So, so I mean, we're on track with like a traditional console release in terms of how games are going. Uh, Quest is coming out later this year. Valve seemingly has something coming out very soon. Uh, there's a updated second gen rift coming. And I think between those things, especially quest is going to be really interesting as a gaming platform. Uh, the thing that we, I realized as a content creator early on is that there's not a massive market for a uh, more traditional, like something that's, that's in between a traditional podcast and a VR game that's content. So, so like we sell a few hundred copies of every new foo episode we put out on steam. That's fine. I'm okay with it. We use it to test new ideas and content. It's like just that, not too. there yet, or <clears throat> I don't, or is it, it ever, you know? Well, so think about how I, I, I think, I think the technology and the market aren't there. Like the, the, the market isn't big enough to support ad driven stuff now. I don't ever want to really work in an ad driven business again, having done it for a long time. <laughs> um, so I, like, I think. I mean, it may, it may get there when we have more headsets, when the, when more people are using the headsets more often. I, I mean, part the big challenge right now, especially for stuff that's less interactive, we were building something that was intentionally very interactive with the food show. But the challenge is, you know, when I'm sitting down and I watch TV on my couch, the moment I get a slightly bored, I grab my phone and I distract myself by posting something snarky to Twitter about how bad the thing I'm watching <laughs> is. And, and I think that's what, how most people interact with, with, linear non-interactive content now and when you're putting on the headset that option goes away yeah so we need valve and facebook uh, facebook and all the people that are building vr headsets to give us twitter in the headset picture in picture yeah yeah a way to say snarky things from within the headset yeah yeah, i need to not be able to take my i I need to not have to take my heads off which means i need better input than the like the weird wavy finger controllers and yeah yeah get Uh, on that guys well so one of the things you talked about last time you know where you thought 
you could see things going or that, that where you wanted to go personally was, uh, like a, a prices right style thing, you know, audience interaction. And, and I think of, uh, of things like HQ, you know, which mm-hmm. have kind of blown up since then, you know, do you still think that is an option or, or something you'd I, want to get into? Um, yeah, I still, it's funny. I pitched that probably 50 times over the last three years. Um, everybody thinks it's a really great idea. Everybody loves it. Nobody wants to pay for it. It turns out mm-hmm. it's, it's like putting on even like that old Xbox thing, one versus 100, which was, which was the first prototype of this. Uh, it was a 100 player game show, 101 player game show that happened live on Xbox live every Monday night at like seven o'clock. It was awesome. And it was rad, but it was incredibly expensive to put on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and nobody wants to, nobody wants to, you know, uh, like the audience is not big enough for VR yet that, People are comfortable saying, okay, we're going to do, you know, even $50,000 an episode to make this thing happen and then hope, hope we figure out how to make money with it somehow. Mm-hmm. So, but I would love to do it. If somebody, if somebody, if you want to write a check, mind it, I'm at Will Smith on Twitter is there the you easiest go. way to find me. <laughs> Perfect. You know, the where it occurs to me though, the entertainment is so shifted for sort of 3D content, although you're not, you're not consuming it in VR, the, you know, a Twitch streamer or a YouTube live streamer, they're playing games. And you've got somebody hunched in their game chair and they're giving shout outs. That isn't that, is that enough for everybody? Or are we going to see that come to VR? Cause I mean, I, it's really funny. It's, that's what people do all day. And you know, I'm an old man, so I don't understand it, but <laughs> so I can see the fun of you're, you're on this adventure with them in this 3d world. Yeah. Get their snark from that. Like, have you done, have you played Rec Room that then the Rec Room crests? I have not yet. So you guys should try those. I think that they're, in terms of things that are like linear storytelling that are interactive, it's basically like a dungeon crawling LARP that happens in VR. You, you put on your headset with three of your friends, you load into Rec Room, and then you have, it's, it's like, it's a, it's like a high school theater club decorated the school to look like a dungeon crawl or a science fiction shootout or whatever. It's all made out of cardboard. It's all really lovely lo-fi art. And like, you have to use weapons that are like bows and arrows and shields and maces and stuff like that to, to progress through the story. And, and they, they've, the rec room folks have done a really good job balancing the difficulty on that stuff. So it's like, it's, it never feels like it's unfair, but it's hard enough that you're not going to probably get through in one session. Um, and, and it's surprisingly physical. So, so like, I think that there's room for that kind of storytelling experience. I think there's room for, uh, escape rooms and new, completely new and innovative ways to tell narrative stories that are more interactive and closer to like an old telltale adventure game than say Game of Thrones. Hmm. Hmm. So three years ago when we had, uh, the last episode, you, you were also talking about, uh, back tops. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, they're available. That, you know, yeah. Just, it, it was early on and, and you like the idea, you know, and this was before we started talking about the inside out tracking stuff. Do you think the inside out tracking is, is a better evolution or, you know, cause the, the back top stuff, you still need to be constrained to a space. Well, but depends. inside out tracking, theoretically, you could. Well, so even when you're using like an AR headset like the Magic Leap, you still have to scan the space before you start using it for mm-hmm. most of the stuff you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I think, you know, if you look at like the location based stuff, like what Zero Latency and The Void and all those guys do, you're still having to set up the space and set up the, the, like, like in order to be safe, especially in VR where you can't see the world around you, you need to really establish what the, what the, what the safe space is in advance before you start playing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I, I mean, I think backtops are neat. Backtops with wired headsets are neat. I, I have one of the Vive wireless adapters for my Vive Pro and that thing, like it's, it's amazing. Like I'm, I've spent thousands of hours in VR. I'm totally used to managing the wire. It is so nice to not have to manage the wire. <laughs> yeah. Um, you just don't think about it and you're not, you, you, it's one, one less thing to think about it. So you end up, you're, whether you're beat sabering or, or rec rooming or whatever, you're just much more engaged with the content. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, I mean, I think ideally the, the best case is like an inside out tracked headset that is, is self-contained and doesn't require a giant PC 20 feet away and all the, like the wireless stuff is still kind of fiddly. But we're, that's kind of where we're headed. It feels like inside out versus tracked uh, outside in. I, I, I'm, I'm of two minds. Like, yes, in terms of consumer adoption, I think if we move to arm based inside out tracked standalone headsets, like the quest and like the, uh, Vive focus, I think is what their, their Asia only one is. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's the best of both worlds. It's something that's easy to set up. It costs 400 bucks. You're all in. Like th- those are, those are the two big complaints about even like a $250 rift, which is what you can find them for occasionally with touch controllers. So for me, I'm, I'm always about the PC and it's I've heard hard, that about you. <laughs> it's hard to believe that we're ever going to get to everything running on an arm chip in a headset versus you know, one of these monsters behind us just because the fidelity you're getting, the performance you're getting is just amazing. That's the thing you lose, right? That, and that is the bummer. Um, I, I mean, I think like if you look at what you sacrifice when you go from PC with a, even a modest, like a launch VR spec, min spec PC, which was like a 970, like you're getting dynamic lights and you're getting a bunch of tessellation. You're getting all the stuff that, that the, that a giant, you know, 150 TDP GPU can do. And when you move to something that runs on battery and is self-contained, even though it's highly optimized, you you don't like you don't get mobile. You don't get a lot of dynamic lights on. If you do three dynamic lights on an arm chip, you're going to make it get real hot and do bad things. Yeah. So so and like when you're looking at like games that support ray tracing now, like that's not going to be an arm for a decade. Yeah, at least, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll be lucky. We'll be lucky if we actually see ray trace games in that decade of in real like life. Sometimes. Yeah, on, on the PC. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, cause remember, it's not like moving an Xbox 360 game onto, uh, an iPhone. You, you still, you still have to run it at 70 or 90 hertz per eye. So that's times two in order to get it to work on the, on the desktop. Although, I mean, I have to say Oculus is getting good results with Quest and that's, uh, I think, I, I can't remember what they said, but it's a, it's last generation arm. It's not even the current generation arm. So like, it's not, it's, it's fine. Doesn't this feel very much like I haven't I haven't bought into a VR system yet because it's just so pricey and it just feels like it's in play all the time and the hardware keeps changing. The hardware keeps getting better. I've seen I saw the HP. I think they called it Reverb, the second their second gen mixed reality headset. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's like second gen and it's like twenty one sixty by twenty one sixty per eye. It's just mm-hmm. it's just beautiful. Like there, you can read text and it's, you know it was made for an enterprise market, but they're going to sell to consumers too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got, and I also tried the, uh, uh, the Vive with the eye tracking. How was Toby that? Demo. It was really, I, I, it was pretty awesome because I mean, you know, when you're used, to, you know, you're used to just sort of moving your eyes and you, yeah, things don't work. You would, you know, obviously they're optimizing the software for it, but you'd look at it. It would know you're looking at this. You'd pick it up. The motion, it just felt a lot more natural. That's awesome. You know, you, you know, you basically, for people who don't know, they put Toby eye trackers inside the headset and you basically look at it. 
So, but you've got higher res, you've got wireless, you've got all these new features. You've got inside out versus outside in. You've, you know, I just don't, I, I can see a lot of people saying, I'm going to wait until this is, I don't want to end up buying the, you know, Windows phone of the smartphones. You know, nobody, you bring, nobody wants wait. the Windows phone. <laughs> turns out. Unfortunately, Windows phone users, sorry, but you, you guys know, made a bad choice. You know choice. who you are. But. Uh, the, the, I mean, so the, here's the thing. All of the launch hardware, the stuff that was sold in April of 2016, still is good. Still works. Like the touch controllers, you were able to add touch controllers to the original launch rift. Uh, the Vive, you've been able to get a, a pro audio strap if you want to have a headset that's comfortable. You can tack on the wireless thing under that, right? It's all like that. So far, nobody has been left behind except for the people who bought Gear VR. Yeah, I mean, I think people are still putting Gear VR games out occasionally. Um, it, I, so. I mean, with that in mind, like if you're thinking about jumping in now, I might hold off because there are new headsets coming. Sure. Uh, it's unclear. Like the Rift S with inside out tracking is really interesting because it's like, it's kind of a sideways, like it's a little bit higher resolution screen. It's a little lower. And they have more rate. cameras on it, right? And, There's uh, side. Well, so the original Rift used Constellation, which was outside pointing in. Right. So you had to put up, put cameras around your room and it was basically facing forward. You could add a third camera, but it, it, it was, yeah. that was fraught. Yeah. Um, the, the question here is that with the with the inside facing out, which uses uh, SLAM, it's basically math to figure out where you are in the space using two two separated cameras. It's unclear, like that headset isn't a clear. It, the headset is isn't clearly better than the existing one, even though it uses a newer technology. Like you you, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. I haven't I haven't, I haven't spent enough time with it to say. But you definitely don't need. I mean, the big complaint is the base stations that everybody complains about, you know. Well, so the base stations give you a 4G, especially for stuff like I'm doing, where we're essentially doing motion tracking. The base stations give you, um, g- like, give you really precise information, right? They're really good for that. If you just want to play Rec Room in your living room hooked up to your PC, probably you're fine with the inside-out tracking. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think there's a place for both. I think what we're going to end up seeing is more of the... The, of course, a lot of the installation, the location-based VR games are now, uh, 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 venues are now using inside out, like Windows MR headsets and stuff like that. Hmm. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm, I, I think more options is good. I think there's probably, you know, once we see what comes out of whatever Valve has and whatever, whatever, however the Rift S and the Quest turn out, like, I, I think, I think this is the time. There's a, like, if you buy a headset right now, there are 10 amazing games that you can buy and play. That will, that will, I mean, I still play Beat Saber once a week, probably. And prices have come down too, it feels like a little um, bit. On some, some, some headsets more than others. I mean, I think the Rift, the original Rift is out of stock right now because they announced and people bought up all the old ones. Um, but I mean, it seems like that's going to be a $400 Rift S. Quest is going to be 400 bucks. Um, it, you know, I, I would assume that HTC is going to continue lowering prices as they can on the Vive. So, uh, I think one of the bigger questions that I have is like momentum. I know when we, when we talked last, like there was a lot of hype. VR, you know, was coming out. I even have a quote from Gordon here. Okay. okay. Saying that, uh, he's never seen people so excited about any technology before. Uh, you know, like as it was ramping up, I mean, we had people always wanting to come into our studio, you know, like you were bringing, I mean, you still bring in your family every yeah, once yeah. in a while, you know, yeah. uh, but I feel like, especially when we do coverage of it, whether it's video or, or articles on, on PC world, uh, it just doesn't get as much traction anymore and that the momentum is kind of slowed, you know, like, do you, like, what do you feel about that? Cause that's, um, I think that's kind of one of the bigger problems too, is that 
that even if the prices come down and obviously there's good content, you know, the momentum seems to have been like, ah, eh, it's not the next thing. I, I mean, I think it's one of those, it's one of those, you, you know about the Gartner hype cycle, right? So something's in pre-release, it, it gradually ramps up until it's maximum hype right before it becomes available. And then once it's available and people are pr- confronted with the reality of the new device, then there's a trough. It immediately mm. falls off because people try and they're like, ah, oh, there's nothing to do with this. You know, I bought this, I bought this iPhone and there's no apps in 2007, <laughs> right? It's yeah. a perfect example. And then as you bottom out, it usually it either bottoms out or keeps going down forever and disappears. And you never hear about it again. Or, um, you know, something new, something changes. The community in, embraces it. People start developing for it. Some, some, I'm going to say the killer app thing. I'm sorry, but something, <laughs> some killer app comes out and people are like, oh, Oh, I need to, I need to get one of these things. And then, then you start, start to see sales pick back up again. I think they call that dip the trough of despair, huh. um, which I think is a really good name. Yeah, that is really good. Um, and I think we're through the trough of despair and starting to come up the other side now. Okay. I mean, Sony announced that they've sold 4 million PSVRs, which it's not the best headset, but as at an entry level price and something you can get on an amazing deal fairly, fairly much on the reg. Also a bunch of like you can play Beat Saber, you can play Hypercube, you can play Rec Room, you can play uh, For the new Job Tetris Simulator. is good in it. Tetris effect. Yeah, exactly. Like there's there's it's a good place to start if you have a console already. Mm. Um and I think I think I mean I think that's where we're at. I think we're just now reaching the point where there's enough headsets in the market that it's interesting for larger developers and we're gonna start seeing some projects that are more than like a ten person team working for eighteen months. Uh, on, on the title. And we're also starting to see things like telepresence apps and, and stuff like that that's interesting. So, like, big screen is a way to share, uh, share space with people when you're not in the same physical area. And it, it's an incredibly useful application. Yeah. I definitely, I didn't know, I didn't know it was Gartner that, that had that. I think it's, it's called the Gartner hype cycle, I uh, believe. Interesting. Because yeah. I always call it my, my own version. Yeah. I always like how when you have your own version of something, it's like, then you find out somebody else. <laughs> the oh, the that's Gordon been there hype for cycle. 10 years yeah. already? Well, it turns out, uh, when you're doing startup pitches, uh, everybody has one of those where you are in the Gartner hype cycle things. And I didn't know, I, that's when I learned that it was called the heart hmm. hypes. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Although I, I wonder if things have sort of changed in the, in the social media world we live in now, because there are things that hype cycle, which we are, you know, I, that's what I've made a living doing for, you know, 20 years. It feels like that's sort of changed now because now you sort of have an anti hype thing because the ray tracing thing, I was, I was really shaken. I was like, I was really surprised. Like, wow, I, it was exciting stuff. Yeah, I know there's a lot of high price and all that stuff. But it's like, I, there's so much headwind in a lot of new technologies now where I, there, I don't know if that maybe the, maybe the hype cycle isn't as what, what it used to be anymore. Well, so. so like with VR, there were, as always, the analysts are like, 90% wrong and 10% right. And there was one guy out there who was like, look, they're going to sell a million headsets in the first year if they do really well. And everybody else was like, here's the path to a billion VR headsets. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, so part of the problem is that expectations are set so high. Uh, you know, it's, it's like Apple rolls out their iPhone earnings and they're like, we've sold more phones this quarter than we ever have before. Stock price tanks because the analysts were like, they need to sell 30% more than they said. Yes. yes. And uh, why do we listen to analysts? Who knows? Well, because I ever, have ever given you the math formula? No. So like, <laughs> Gordon's sure math formula. formula. 
Well, so like, now for, <laughs> like a, if you're a forecaster, meteorologist, you mm-hmm. go to school for all that, you can be right maybe 75% of the time. People are okay with that. Yeah. If you're a journalist like me and I tell you how to spend your money, you about 50% of the time are right. You're like, ah, you know, coin flip. Yeah. Yeah. If you're an analyst, it's maybe 25% of the time, right? That's it's all you have like, to be right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's the look, there's a risk inherent in the market. Yeah. Just, uh, that, yeah. that's my shout out at, at journalists yeah. too and analysts because we're often wrong all the time. Yeah. So yeah, because the whole VR, everybody just sees it's like all the new announcements are all enterprise focused. It just feels like VR is just like, eh. So, so uh, there's a lot of business happening in B2B stuff. Like, like the stuff that we do, frankly, like there's a lot of money to be made. There's a massive tools opportunity that nobody's really doing. Cause like, if you think about, like, I'm bad at using, at doing 3D sculpting, right? Like in, in, in ZBrush or, or, or uh, Maya or any of those tools, because my brain is bad at making that 2D, you know, four 2D views into a 3D object shift. I can't do that. But when you put me in, he- in a headset in Quill or in Tilt, br- uh, uh, um, uh, Tilt Brush, or uh, medium or one of the other tools that are available for sculpting in 3d i'm super good at that i can do that because my brain knows how to work with the 3d it's a it is a the most native interface for computers that we have so far and and i mean at the end of the day whether vr with headsets that blank out the world is a success like it's spatial computing is coming right spatial computing meaning mixed reality alternate you know ar whatever you want to call it like it's all the same technology. It's just, can you see the world through it? Can you not see the world through it? How integrated is the world with what you're doing? Do you have to pre-scan the environments, which we always do now? Like what, what's the, what's the use? And like, like the underlying technology is there now. It just has to be developed to the point that it's like that it fits into a pair of glasses that are normal enough that you or I will wear them out on the street. Hmm. Yeah, that seems like that's about 180 years, years away, but it's always no, ten, come it's, on, it's always 10 it's years. Ten, no, it's 10 years, Gordon. That's yeah. foreverness. 10 years means, uh, five years, you know, five years means, yeah, we're pretty sure we know how to do this, but we need to figure out two or three things. 10 years means, yeah, we're like, we, we can see how we could get there theoretically if all the pieces line up. Yeah. And 10 years from now, believe me, I'll be at a new job. You can't blame me for being wrong. That's, yeah. that's the whole thing. No. Do you think we're too focused on the, VR headset hardware. People just sort of like get into the resolution game. Is it foveated? Does it have eye tracking and all this other wireless? And so the foveated thing is a big deal, right? Like, yeah. like doing foveated rendering for real in a headset is going to, is going to, it, like, it's what's going to make the arm headsets possible, right? Because then you can apply more possible. M- more possible. Then you can apply the actual rendering that you need to the part of the screen that your eyeball is looking. And, and like just kind of fuzz out the rest of the stuff. Cause that's, cause, cause frankly, our eyes don't detect. Yeah. Our peripheral vision is bad. It detects movement and shadows and light. Right. And that's pretty much it. So if we can focus on the part, that little tiny circle in the center of our eyeball, then yeah, you can do magic with a really low powered arm headset. We're not there yet. I, I mean, aside from that, the difference between the, to me, the steps are functional. So can I read text in the headset? I couldn't do that in the original launch Rift. I couldn't do that in the original launch Vive. I can on the Vive Pro. I can on a lot of the mixed reality headsets with the higher resolution screens. Once you cross that threshold, I think the next step is foveated rendering. And and until the game's supported, it kind of doesn't matter. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I will say, I always want to bring this up because I, I review the uh, Google Daydream Lenovo made it, right? Yeah. I was... I was a very impressed. I'm, I'm a, I, I face it. I'll, I'll it's admit, a six off, uh, standalone headset, right? Yeah. And, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a PC bigot, right? Everything is PC is better, but there's a Blade Runner game that I tried and you, you get into the, the, the spinner, you mm-hmm. sit down on this thing and like, even though it's 
and it just and then you take off in the spinner. It's like wow, you know, really, it really, even though it was low, uh, low resolution, not not the greatest content, basically like cartoony. It was still like an amazing, amazing experience. I think. Yeah. So, so I mean, the nice thing about VR is that still the our physiology determines what min spec is, right? So, yeah. like, if you can't run your thing at depending on the platform between sixty and ninety hertz per eye then people are going to feel motion sick. A lot of people are going to feel motion sick. And so like the performance is less of an issue now because if you don't hit the min spec, you're just it's just going to be bad. It's binary, right? So like and, and if the screens are good enough to fool your reptile brain into thinking the thing you're in is real, then the rest of it kind of doesn't matter. Like I think as long as you have hands and you have six off tracking for hands and head you're like 90, 90% of the way there. And the rest of it's just gravy for the nerds. It may be imagination too. People that are willing to let go and imagine, let their brain fill in the rest. Well, it's, it's one of those, one of the funny things we learned doing the foo show. We, we instrumented a lot of that firewatch episodes. So we could see what people did when they had the headset on and they picked up like the average number of pickups of objects in that space was like 90 for a seven for a 20 minute total thing of which maybe 12 minutes was, was in the watchtower. So people picked up 90 objects, which is bonkers wow. in like seven minutes. They're just constantly picking stuff up and putting it down. Um, the other thing is that nobody walked through the tower, through the, the there's a table in the middle of the room and like 10% of people walk through it, clip through it. Hmm. Most people just don't walk into the furniture, even though there's no, like, it's not a physical object. You can just, you can walk yeah. right through the walls of that tower. <laughs> it's no big deal. Nobody does it. Huh? Yeah. Uh, to, to speak on the performance stuff, uh, we have a question, um, from, uh, where is it? Uh, Luca, uh, what, what computer do you run to, to, to do this stuff, you know, did, and then to kind of piggyback off that, you know, do you think there, there is a, is a healthy midpoint that, that people should be looking at for perform, price performance stuff? Uh, and then also I, I will mention that last time, uh, you were talking about how you were carrying around a 12 pound MSI G 270s yeah. uh yeah. to to give demos and stuff do you do you still do a, a a laptop to uh so hold on i'm gonna velcro i got a prop yes yeah, so i got a prop so there the laptop go. that i used to do demos now most of the time for our stuff since we don't have a lot of dynamic lights is a 2016 razor with a 1060 mobile dang chip it's fine I also have the external GPU box for when I want to do a real demo and I want to make absolutely sure everything's good. Um, and that also, like often if we're doing a shoot, we'll use one of these laptops with the external GPU box to do 4K. Wow. To do 4K capture. So we'll do either four 1080p cameras in a 4K grid or we'll do one 4K capture depending on what the client wants. Um, I think, I mean, most VR stuff is still targeted to run on that that original MinSpec computer that Oculus came up with, which was like a 970 with um, uh, I think it was like four cores, right? Yeah, four, four, it yeah. was a quad core with 16 gigs of me- eight gigs of memory. Maybe yeah. I can't remember. But the upshot, the important thing was the video card. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think if you have any like 1060 is a really sweet spot for just VR stuff that'll let you play pretty much anything at 1080p. It seems like for normal games. Um, if you want to do 4K, then you're looking at a uh, higher end machine. My, my machine at home is, I think I already said it's a 6880 or 68, 68, 6820K. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with, um, with a 1080 Ti. Wow. That's enough. Plenty. It's, I mean, I feel like I could use a little bit more CPU for PUBG sometimes. If I wanted to play PUBG at 4K, <laughs> which we'll get into. P, yeah. Probably the 2880 Ti is the way to go. It seems ridiculous to spend $1,300 on a video card, though. So, you know, here we are. 
1440p is fine, it turns out. But it is nice, uh, you know, you have more options on the laptop side for VR, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not just the, the thick honking laptops as it was in the past. Well, so the sacrifice on the laptop is that this thing has like 45 minutes of battery life. Well, Cause yeah. like, like there's so much space. Like if you look at Gordon's laptop and you open that up, it's a little tiny computer with a boatload of battery in there. And this thing is a bunch of computer and video card cooling yeah. and like a battery that's like, like a quarter of the inside volume. People always ask, well, I, you do video run on tests in the gaming laptop. What's what's the battery life when you're gaming? It's like it's always the same. It's an hour. It's, it doesn't matter if, if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're, if you're lucky, it's always an hour. It doesn't it's not going to get any better. You're going to fire up a, you know, a 45 watt chip and then <laughs> yeah, an 85 watt. GPU don't get you and with a 99 watt hour battery. It's never going to get better. folks. If I'm on a plane where they cycle the power, like the old virgin planes where they cycle the power on and off per row. So you can get a little bit of charge for like 10 minutes and then they move to the next set of rows. Really? Oh, that's oh, how, that's how airplane power usually works. What? So wow, I can play dishonored when I'm flying to Chicago or LA or Atlanta. And I can usually play the entire way because it'll charge a little bit and then the power cuts off and then it'll <laughs> drain a little bit and then it'll charge a little bit and drain wow. a little bit. And Yeah. I had no idea. That is a scam. <laughs> I always thought it was the most constant feed. Look, man, it's a, it's an airplane. Yeah, but you Look, know. Where are they going to get electricity? It's not like they I have bet- two giant engines outside constantly generating electricity. I bet you they don't cycle the power in business class. I bet you oh, business no, front class. Of, front, of, like front of plane. 100%. <laughs> Look, those people in the front. They get they get double power. They have two plugs. It's generous. <laughs> two, there's probably a two twenty plug up. Yeah, there. right. Yeah, yeah. plug in your dryer. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna look on my way to Computex. I'm gonna plug in something to yeah, that. We should do that. International international planes do better. Wide bodies do better power than oh. than narrow. Like I'm usually on like uh three uh, twenties. I guess is what it seems like I'm on most often. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I'm taking a turbo prop to Computex Ooh. this time. So Ooh. there you go. Uh, you did mention PUBG, and I, yes. I do want to shift a little bit away from VR. If there's any more VR questions, we can. No, let's uh, later, let's, let's go uh, into some PC. I want to talk about PC stuff because you know, Will and I, we used to be dipped, as they say, in in it in the early days of the PC, the 2000s yeah. kind of era. You've you've not totally been into the community and following all the stuff. As kind of, what's your view of? of how the PC has gone. Because in our day, people yeah. don't remember. and They don't understand why I'm always so angry and aggro against everybody. But for the longest time, uh, com- our competitors have tried to kill us, right? So it really feels like we've turned the corner on he the PC. He means consoles. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's consoles, and then it turns into platforms. phones. and then ta- That's why everybody's on my... I'm like the Oakland Raiders. Everybody's on my enemy list. <laughs> everybody. Everybody. Analysts, uh, tech media, which I'm a member of. Yeah, self-hating. Uh, every, yeah, it's a self-hating. You just kind of like... Because people have been trying to kill the PC for, for the longest time, and only for the last four years, it feels like, people have accepted the PC's place in the world. I feel like when Steve Jobs said, hey, look, we're building sports cars with the phone and then the pickup truck is the PC, (laughs) I felt like that set the tone for the next decade. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, and you know what? Every time I point out, people go like, uh, because people say that, uh, you know what the best-selling car this year in the United States is? F one fifty. You know what it was the year before? F one fifty. You know what was the year before that? F one. Yeah. There's some socio political stuff going on with the pickup truck. Purchasing. But the trucks are <laughs> trucks are the number one selling car in America almost every year. Buying a car is like buying sunglasses. You're not buying them to serve a function. You're buying them for the image. I'm buying. So, a, I, I'm going to buy a truck now. You should get a truck. You but, are a truck guy. You just never knew it. I used to have one. I, used I to remember. Have a roadie pickup. Up. Yeah. So. 
I just kind of like, so your view of the world, though, I mean, but, you know, we've turned the corner, PC's like, wow, this is greatness, but then everybody seems still, so, like, I'm kind of, it's gotten so angry to me, like, even I'm like, I'm not even that angry anymore, but it just seems like, you, from you an outsider's, I melt a little bit, is, is there sort of like, what, you know, so, okay, from so an outsider's view, from the, let's not make people angry on either side of the aisle, but, you know. Look, here, here's the thing. When I when we started tested, I was a laptop only guy. I still had a gaming PC at home, but it was mainly a place to play games. Um, when when I started doing more video myself and having to like do the video encoding, especially before there was GPU assisted encode that was worth anything, which kind of just happened like three months ago. Um, I was I I suddenly realized that I needed to have a machine with a lot of CPU cores again. Um, I think like I think I I was happy when we started Foo. I was mainly using the phone for like work stuff, like emails and communication and all the things that phones are really good at. And then I would use the VR machine to do VR work to test stuff and to help developer, help our developers and build art and all that stuff. So like, like, I mean, it's, it's a specialized thing. Like a laptop is great for most people. If you play games, you want to have a real computer. Probably it's the same as like, that's kind of the way it always has been. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't, like when I stopped working at Tesla, I was really excited because I meant I didn't have to read tech news obsessively all the time, which is bad for your soul. I'm sorry. Well, or comments. Yeah. Attached don't to those don't ever read comments. Yeah. Um, I really strongly reject like the tribal fanboyism that is so rampant in these spaces. Like I, I feel like anytime you hitch your personal mental health and well-being on some multi-billion-dollar corporation's latest product, you've probably made a mistake. Um, just, just philosophically. Yeah. Um, like I, I love things like PC part picker and wire cutter because I can, and, and anybody who's reviewing stuff, right? Cause I can go and be like, okay, I need to buy something, but I don't need to read. I don't need to spend six hours researching this. I could just wire cutter says this is okay. Nathan's okay. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, PC part picker. These, the consensus is usually pretty good. Gordon says this about this set of motherboards. Okay. Yeah, here's what I'm going to get. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like, like I, ha- I'm lucky enough. I also have the added benefit of when I have a question about something, I can text you and be like, Hey, uh, what's the deal on this? And you'll be like, no, don't get that one. Get this one. Um, which it turns out is also on the site usually. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, like I don't, I, I feel like, like I don't, I don't wait to buy things until the new one is out anymore. I used to always do that. But now I, if I need something, wow. like, like if I'm in a position and I like something's broken, which is usually when I replace things now, then I just go buy whatever the good one is at the time. And if like there's a new CPU coming in two months, it's probably okay for me. So to an outsider, even the, even somebody who was very part of this uh, for a long time, this it's mostly static then all the shouting and all the, um, the arguing about this spec and that spec and look, just kind of. So I bought a 20, I pre-ordered a 20 T 2080 TI from NVIDIA because I wanted to see like being able to do 4k with a bunch of post render effects for us is really important, right? As uh, on the company level. Yeah. But um, will everyone say an RTX is dead too? you know, like <sighs> ray tracing is the worst, Look, you know, the number it's of too times, early. Hey man, call of duty black ops is coming out. PUBG's going to die, man. <laughs> PUBG's you're playing a dead game. I don't care, man. I'm having fun. As long as I'm having fun, I don't care. The RTX stuff was really interesting. And then the drivers were kind of janky out of the box and I wasn't really convinced that nvidia was going to give me the kind of support i wanted on a 1300 dollars video card which was i mean reasonable on their part because i expected a lot for a 1300 dollars video card i sent it back 
Like it didn't do what we needed. It's, and you're running a 1080 Ti, and you're happy with that? It's so. fine. Okay. I mean, I feel mostly adequate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look. Yeah, I'll be fine. I'm, okay. a, I'm a big boy. No, it's interesting because you're running basically a six core. Yeah. You need the PCIe lane, so you're running a X99. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I don't really, but I really need is the USB, which turns out X99 has a bad USB bus, but that's a whole other conversation. Can you run just an adding card or no? It just doesn't. Um, I could, but I have, I have a PCI Express SSD. I have one of those Intel, those big boys. Um, and I have a capture card, video capture card, and I have something else. Oh, the Y gig that you need for the Vive wireless oh. is a PCI by one slot. Yeah, so are. I don't think I have enough. I think that the, the open PCI Express slot that I have is probably not actually live at this point because of all the lanes that are taken by the other stuff. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like doing streaming stuff at night for fun and then also doing the VR stuff. It turns out the VR stuff is like you need a real computer for that. It, it, who knew? And you you mentioned earlier you're talking about video encoding. Are you doing GPU encoding now? No, so I have a separate. I do two PC streams. So I I, I stream PUBG at night for fun because oh, I wanted to topic. learn about Twitch, and then it ended up just being fun. And I built a little lovely little community there of people that are like really positive and not racist and and delightful. And so, you're really good too. I'm you a reasonably really good. I have won money in PUBG. Events. Really? Yeah. Not so, a lot, but you know enough. Hi. Ask, it, ask so I'm honestly I'm not a huge fan of PUBG because I I think the mechanics of it are a little wonky for me. It just oh, kind it's of definitely wonky. And yeah, so that kind of bugs me. And then also I'm I'm just too old to. There's just too many threats. So so okay, here's the thing: the battle royale thing is interesting because it's the first time I'd felt fear in a video game since probably playing Fatal Frame the first time. Like, it's a scary... The first time you see a bad guy and another person in, in your first solo game of PUBG, it's terrifying. Uh, the things... They do a couple things really, really well. Like, their ballistics model and their sound models are both exceptional. Okay. To the point that, like, after putting a few thousand hours into the game, I can look at somebody running 150 meters away and hit them in the head with a with a single-shot rifle, right? Um, Maybe almost always the first time, but at hmm. least by the second or third shot. That's amazing, because... Yeah, because you have to like lob and everything. There's like like there's lift, there's arc on the on the shots. Okay. Um, you 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 that stuff they do really well. Like the, everything else about the game, they're kind of bad at, right? Like the vehicles are interesting in a really janky way because the physics are kind of bouncy and bad. So all sorts of weird good stuff happens when you get in a car and you hit a bump and like somebody somebody shoots out your tire and the car flips over like thirty times and you drive away on three tires. <laughs> um, it, it, it's it's for me. I play with friends every night, which is nice. Um, so it's an opportunity to kind of hang out and shoot the shit. And there's a, there's a, hey! Oh, sorry, naughty Disney words. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Disney, that's me. Uh, I'm <laughs> at Gordon Ung on Twitter. Uh, the, uh, the, but the, but the thing about it is you end up in these, there's a nice cadence to it for like hanging out with your friends. Yeah. So there's like a lot of activity at the beginning of a game. Then there's a kind of dead period in the middle. And then there's a lot of activity toward the middle and end of the game. Uh, so you can like have a conversation about how your day was and all that kind of stuff. Really? Which is nice. Yeah. I once, mean, that's the nice thing about team play, I guess, but once you become a proficient murderer, so that game is very different playing solo and playing with people. If you'd like to play sometime, I, I'll totally, I'll show you the ropes. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I need a new game. I really need a new game. I mean, because soul sucking of, it reminds me a lot of like when we used to play desert combat 
back in the day. See, that's it. People don't even know what that is, Desert Comet. That was <laughs> mod for nineteen forty Battlefield 1942. Yeah, it basically inspired Battlefield 2, yeah. it seems like. It was awesome. It was an awesome, awesome. Like that game, Battlefield 1942, Desert Combat, and Battlefield 2, we played a ton of back yeah. in the day. I, yeah, and I do wonder if I'm, you, you, I'm, I think I need a game where I just don't care. That's the problem is I care too much. I still, you know, like, yeah, you play a game long enough and you want to win. Yeah. And you're basically playing, you know, random pickup games it's just too hard to have high expectations well, so if you play with the same group of people then like like this is the thing that discord does right is like i have a bunch of discords and there's ones there's like ones that are like three people and they're the people i play with all the time then there's also these larger ones where if i just want to get a game sometime and people aren't available you can hop in hey the full nerd has a discord yeah oh there yeah. yeah there you go <laughs> You should play with the community. Hey, yeah. I, I, I want to ask this but a, a 1080 ti is not enough to run PUBG. Um, so I'm playing on a 4K G-Sync monitor. Oh. Um, I, but still, it's PUBG. It's th- that game. <laughs> so the way the sound works, it's not the GPU. It's a little bit the GPU. It's a lot CPU on that game because they run the sound on the CPU and they're modeling like, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Bounce and all the, oh. like, like, yeah, yeah. like you can, you can, after you've played enough of that game, I can hear where something is and know that it's like off, it's like 220 degrees and like a quarter of a mile away. Oh, really? Yeah. So you, like they do a really, they use, I think F mod. I can't remember. Okay. Scale yeah. mod, um, to do their sound stuff. And it's, it's, it is, there's two things that are really important for that kind of game, especially when you're playing first person. One is having sound models. So you can tell that there's somebody outside your building because the time to kill is like relatively fast for a game that you can play. Like a game takes 45 minutes and, once you die, you're out. Um, so, like, having the sound model be good so you can hear when there's people approaching your building, you hear there's people upstairs or downstairs and tell where they are is is super important. And the engine, their audio engine is good enough that it's it, you, it conveys useful information, you could tell. Yeah, their audio engine is really good. They do spatial stuff. They do HRTF spatial stuff on, I think, bullets and footsteps. Yeah. Gunshots, bullet impacts, and footsteps, maybe grenades. Huh. Um, to the point that like they've done, like I played in a tournament last year that Twitch put on that put 64, it was like their, they have a counter-strike mode called war mode where you basically just everybody just keeps getting chucked out of airplanes over and over already having guns. Uh, we played a, one of those where there were 64 players in a really small circle and most like the only people who could handle it were the people with like the, like the pro, the, the pro streamers with like the overclocked water cooled six gigahertz <laughs> machines because the, all that stuff happens on the CPU huh. and it was choking the rest of the game. So like I was getting like 10, 12 frames a second oh. on my 6880. And it was all because of mostly because of the audio engine, I yeah, guess, but there's a lot of, it was mostly because of the audio. Uh, cause like the, like adding more pixels of characters doesn't matter. It's not like it's network choking. It's literally just the CPUs couldn't keep up with the number of gunshots that were happening. <laughs> Wow. So, so now they added a toggle that lets you turn off HRTFs for gunshots for that kind of stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I would just think they do harder acceleration for the HRTFs or something, but. No, cause no, you can't, you, everybody has real tech. Yeah. Everybody has real bad sound. <clears throat> so, uh, when you brought up Battlefield for the hot second, uh, uh, chat definitely lit up, you know, oh, people like Battlefield. That, oh yeah. You know, that, that, those were the days, right? You oh know, yeah. Battlefield like, two you know, and na- three. Now, mm-hmm. uh, actually we had this discussion, I think just yesterday, you know, about how, you know, the, all the Battle Royale games have kind of overstepped over the, the old traditional Battlefield games and it feels like that's, you know, 
Well, battle not, not as big of a thing as it was in the past, at least you know. Battlefield uh, they rolled out their uh, their battle royale a couple of days ago, right? Yeah. Last week, maybe. I haven't had the chance to try it. Tried but, it yet. You know, th- in fact, that was a hot topic because this is what spawned the whole is PUBG dead thing. Because Dan said, "Oh, PUBG's dead, whatever." But it's a dead game. I am just. I, I was very much arguing. Like, I think the community has grown so much. There's so many gamers. There's room for different styles of play. I mean, that's you it. Know? That's it. You, you, well, there's, there's a couple other things too. Like one is that there's like a million people playing in China at any given moment. Uh, the other is that, yeah, there's still a million people playing it every night or 800,000 to a million somewhere in there. They, um, even when they mismanage the game really spectacularly and add like bugs that prevent you from your bullets from landing where you're aiming and stuff like that, people still keep coming back. Um, Fortnite didn't kill it. I mean, th- there's a room for free to play on the PC that's not a building game. I think a lot of people got turned off by building in Fortnite, and we're seeing a lot of those people going over to stuff like Apex Legends. Oh, hmm. um, I mean, that game has has an unbelievable pickup rate for something that's been out for like a month and a half or two months now. Why does everybody have to copy everybody? Like, hey, we've got a brand new Tetris with the battle royale mode. I mean, have I you don't played that? Understand. No, is it's it amazing. Really? I made that up. It's oh a, god, no, it's, it's so actually good. pretty good. Are you yeah. serious? Tetris yeah. It's great. Yeah. I just made that up. <laughs> What else you got? You got any other million dollar ideas? I just don't He's understand. like, listen, we, we go to World War II. Yeah. We drop a ton of people, mm-hmm. you know, on mm-hmm. one map and, and they're connected via the internet and they fight each other and there's control points, you know? I've got this yeah. game. I've got this idea about a plumber and uh-huh. he likes to jump on mushroom, mushrooms. Oh, and yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem realistic. Oh, look, no. there's a girl at the end. It's going to be uh, great. Okay. Why does everything <laughs> have to be so derivative? I mean, like, it's like Hollywood. Like, oh my God, this thing is really done. Now everybody's got to do a superhero movie, right? Cause it's like, oh, that's where all the money is. You see everybody's- the Joker trailer? No, really? Yeah. Oh, I, they, I'm they, sorry. The DC is oh. just. I saw on. the poster. It's, the trailer's okay. Huh. Um, so here, here's the Good thing. Good luck, DC. By you, with your <laughs> argument though, we would have stopped at Doom. Or Wolfenstein 3D. Everybody's like, well, first person shooter, that's done. No. Uh, it guys claimed that one. But I don't mean the that's same voice, thing. Yeah, that, I just, it just doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, we're going to do the exact same. We don't, doesn't They're have not to be. doing the exact same thing. Look, Apex adds a ton of stuff that makes Battle Royales much more fun. Like that ping system, you can play entire games with people without having to have any voice communication at all. It's much more humane. It is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see improving it, but yeah. it just seems like Battlefield Five with battle royale. It's just like I just don't. I I mean, look. I mean, I'm. There's no until Apex. There weren't really. I mean, I guess Fortnite was the console option. There wasn't a lot of good. If you didn't like the building stuff in Fortnite, there wasn't a good option for you on the console. Yeah, and there's still millions. You know, hundred million people with Xbox Ones and PlayStation Fours. Right. It's a pretty pretty good sized market. From yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he doesn't like it. Did you guys talk about Stadia? Uh, we a talked bit, yeah. about it a little bit. I'm actually kind of fascinated by the idea of, of it all being server side. It seems neat. Gordon likes his hardware though. No, I, I like my, I, for me, uh, nothing's ever going to replace what's behind us. Right? No. This is like a fast Walls. video card, a fast CPU, you know, low latency, high display. It's just nothing's going to replace that. But yeah, I like the idea of on Stadia, they're saying, you know, maybe you have a hundred or 200 or 400 on the server. And, you know, that server, you normally could not deal with that network code mm-hmm. on a client server basis, but we're going to do it all in the server and just push you the stream. I mean, it could be changing in that that like, way. Like if we move the lag off of the PUBG servers yes. and onto the PUBG renderer, that sounds good. But then you have to buy into, oh, my God, I've got to deal with 
running this lowered resolution or lower well, texture and Google. enhancement. I, for, for me, and I, Google's going to turn it off in six months anyway, you know. Yeah, that's the yeah. other thing, right? Because yeah. it's like, like I said, give them control of the English language. I, I think, I, I mean, I'm really interested in that stuff. Like, I think that there's a much bigger market for like big AAA games than probably uh, consists of people willing to buy a, a goofy gaming laptop or a big gaming PC or a console. So yeah, like if my mom could play Assassin's Creed Odyssey, she would totally do that. Yeah, I just, I guess maybe, but I, I mean, I think it's I, everybody will see this as a threat, you know, you know, server-based gaming. But I honestly think it just gets people into it. Yeah. Consoles are good because they get people to buy a PC, they graduate to a PC, and and with Stadia, it's like, wow, this is pretty cool. I didn't want Gordon to pay said for consoles this. Consoles are good. No, I mean, but, mark that. Yeah, Quote that one. That's, the name, yeah. that's the title of the episode. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah consoles wanna, are good. No, once they've played it, they're like, hey, you know, I can build a gaming PC for seven hundred bucks or buy one. Doesn't matter. They're, they're really inexpensive to get into, and now I'm, you know, not paying this fee to a to Google or whoever, and I've, I've got a better experience, higher resolution. It's it's funny the number of people who I know specifically who bought a gaming PC or you know called Origin or whatever to get a gaming PC because they wanted to play PUBG. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like like yeah. yeah specialized yeah it turns out like one of the guys i play with every night had been played console games his whole life saw somebody playing PUBG, and was like oh man i gotta i gotta I, this murder island thing seems good <laughs> that that, that sounds funny. wrong but uh, yeah. yeah i mean most of the and i i say this i always troll lane about it um but i i have uh you know nephews they they were console players and once they went pc they never went back do you, well, a, do what, you have a switch in your house yeah i was gonna say what what happens if your kid no. comes home with a console yeah. gordon no why? What? What are you talking about? He, yeah. he loves what, consoles. What if he decides to come home one day and he's like, "Dad, I got a console. I know you're upset." If but, you, you raise know. your children right, it's not going to happen. <laughs> what if he wants to get like one of those mini ones and like hack it and put a bunch of other ROMs? Like he wants to get a NES Classic or something. I mean, that's probably okay for a retro kind of gaming thing. Okay. I mean, kids always want. And Elena thinks I'm insane, but I I say, and I've seen this. If you if you take a kid, you put down a, a tablet, iPad, because there's no other tablets currently. You you put a tablet, a console, or a gaming PC in front of them, yeah. and they're familiar with all three. The gaming PC is going to be where it's at. Maybe I I my daughter plays a lot of Minecraft on yeah. the Switch. My daughter too. But that's well, just she plays it on a PC. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa, compared well, daughters. Yeah, here. Once you get them to WASD, it's you know. I mean, I only have one one PC in the house that I'm usually usually occupied. Oh, see, that's uh, what's up with that. I, mean, I only have one gaming <laughs> PC in the house. You gotta, you gotta. I have like seven PCs in the house. We basically run a miniature LAN party at our house every day. It feels Look, like so. I can run. I did. I did set up for four people to play Rec Room in the house a few weeks ago. Okay. So I have enough headsets. This is shameful. This is bad. <laughs> um. Yeah, I have enough headsets to play four. Yeah. Anyway, Elitist. I just think, you know, but the mouse and keyboard, I mean, it seems like nothing's, that's the one thing PC is going to have. We started on mouse and keyboard recently with the, with my six year old. She's, she's into it. She's like, dad, so, this yeah. is how you play games. I was like, well, sometimes I use a game pad too. You should say that's the correct way to play games. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm agnostic. I don't, I don't, I don't buy into your culture wars, Gordon. It's not a culture war. It's because like they've been trying to kill us. You've been telling me for years that, <laughs> that playing console games is evil and it's going to result in me, uh, you know, the, the gates opening beneath me, falling straight down into the, into the console users, uh, special dominion. I had a conversation and I, I don't want to, I'm trying not to give away because, you know, you know, Private conversations you don't want to give away, but I had, I, I, I did a panel with uh, Pedro from PCMR. So you just said you're not going to give away who this person was, and then you immediately <laughs> out of them. I'm, I'm going to say who it is, but I don't want to give away all of the conversation. Okay. But I was enough that he was like, he, he almost was like, well, don't you ever want to extend an olive branch, Gordon? I'm like, no. No. Look, 
And I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, I realize I'm actually the angry person in the internet. You're the last iconoclast. Like yeah. Even Stapes, even Stapes has he he plays Stapleton for my uh, yeah, no. Dan Stapleton. Yeah, that, yeah we, he's the reviews editor. He has to he has to play other games. Yeah, it's because you know why? Because he likes well, to get paid. Smooth thirty frames a second. <laughs> smooth. Look, man, 30. my PS4 Pro gives me fifty to sixty uh, when I'm playing Spider Man. So it's is it really? Uh, well, on on, yeah, on medium 4K settings. Look, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna go and tell you when I lit up that Spider Man game on the PS4 Pro, and I realized that they'd done cube maps for every window in in New York. So like, you, it looks like you can look into the windows as you're swinging by. It's not just a texture. Okay. Oh. Very cool. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. I did not. I mean, you know, it's great. It's, I'm, I'm so glad they, is that, uh, cell shaded or that get that cell architecture in that PS4? No, they it. got rid of that because it was a disaster. <laughs> it's a, it's a what? APU. Uh, is, uh, is that made by are ARM you, or Are you complaining Apple? about something from 10 years ago now? No, I'm just 15? saying the PS4 uses what hardware? Uh, a custom AMD chip, I believe. Yeah. See, it's a, yeah. basically a PC. Yeah. I mean, I know the Xbox doesn't because they got custom hardware too. No. Oh no. 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 Look, they all did. The, they all went the right way. <laughs> oh my God, I am responsible yeah. for the culture wars. Will, you're, you're the problem. <laughs> hey, which one's better, AMD or Intel? You know what's awesome? We just made a video about they both. The, the greatness they enable the greatness of the PC. That's, that's what I say. That's why I, I, How I love magnanimous of you, Gordon. How magnanimous. No, but I, you know, I, I was, I was fair. I said, you know, for most people, 20, I, 2700X. I know you have, you, you're, you and your video encoding thing. You want to bring it up, Will? Not anymore. I don't do it anymore. Oh. I mean, it doesn't matter. The but thing you, is, the quad cores thing. are fast enough. Okay. But I'm I, just saying, you, look, you don't like the aim. X264 had some problems with the Threadripper early on. It seems like maybe they've worked them out. Okay. I don't know. I'm just like my machine's just like my old gaming machine becomes the streaming PC and then my old streaming PC becomes the home server. So basically I have a eight year old CPU in the garage. that's probably costing me $30 a month of electricity to run, <laughs> um, running a free NAS box. Oh yeah. Yeah. I need to do that one of these days. It's, it's, I would just buy a Synology at this I, point. You know, I'm sad because I always tell people this. I have like four dead NAS boxes at home yeah. that I need to recover all the files off it's of. It's hopeless. I know that's, but the, you know, they're, they're not, there's a reason they're, they're consumer grade hardware. They're often not made to run 24 seven for why would you build years. a NAS that's not designed to run 24 seven? Well, I don't know because I've had fans fail. I've had boards fail. I don't know, you know, and then like, Oh, good luck, you know, unkinking that spaghetti raid system well, from yeah. some, you know, unknown build of Linux for the guy moved to the yeah. Himalayas or something or forget it. Anytime you see a NAS that says we use our own custom file system, run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Will, um, the, you know, there, there's uh, this whole AMD versus Intel oh, no. uh, talk. Are you, are you aware of Intel making a uh, discrete GPU or, you know, working on discrete GPUs? I, I had a conversation at a cocktail party last year or the year before with people from the Larrabee team. Okay. That was, well, cause like this was just when the machine learning stuff was starting to fire up and they were, and I was like, Hey, you were on the Larrabee team. You briefed me about this like 14 years ago. And, were, and I was like, what, what the hell, man? You guys were there. You had it. And they were like, come up to, come up to Oregon sometime and we'll talk. So I, I, uh, when Intel makes a GPU that's worth using for VR and other things, like Intel's GPU efforts have always been really interesting and then they kill them right before they get to the point that they're usable. Um, and they often, like because their focus is selling billions of chips and not hundreds of thousands or millions of chips, often their focus is like two years behind where it needs to be in order to succeed. Hmm. 
They are serious this time. I'm, I'm sure. With how many times have we heard that? I know that's and that's why I'm seven fifty in like nineteen ninety four. I seven forty, seven forty, seven fifty two. Yeah, seven fifty two, and which and then, was the same thing. You clocked up a little bit and, more registers, and then Larabee, and then Larabee, and then Intel Extreme Graphics, all of which have been very <laughs> serious entries in the in the consumer graphics space. U Ultra HD graphics, UHD six. This baby has a UHD six twenty. Hey, how many frames do you get in PUBG on that thing? Yeah, yeah, pretty I, good. Like I, you run it like like seven twenty p. I. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I don't know. Yeah. That's why it's yeah. very, I'm very skeptical. I'm hopeful that Intel can pull it off because competition's good for the market. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm very skeptical. I mean, I saw i740 fail, i752 fail, Larrabee just never even came out to fail. Yeah. So it didn't I didn't have the opportunity to, to reach its full yeah, potential of failure. It didn't even come out. It's like, that's just bad news. Like, it's like, oh, we're gonna get on the field. Wait, where are they? They didn't even show up. They call, they, they're, well, but, but I mean, the thing is, if they had pushed on with Larrabee, then then they would have been in a position to have a massive, massively parallel machine learning CPU or, or processing unit, which it turns out is what's funded in uh, Nvidia's business for the last few years. Right. Like, like there's there's there was there turned out we didn't know what the market was at the time that they killed that. They looked at it and were like, well, we don't know what the market is. Ten years later, there's an enormous market. It's an infinite market. Compute is trending toward free. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. to be fair, too, I, I can imagine, you know, Intel is a huge company. It's I've always felt you have, you know, like looking back to the original RAM bus, you know, DRAM wars, you have different, you have different, uh, like all kingdoms, there are different fiefdoms within the kingdom. And I'm sure someone said, look, we make all our money off x86. Yeah. If we push forward Larrabee, this just validates what Nvidia is trying to do, right? But I mean, I don't even know if Nvidia was. It's a. It was a weird. Like, yeah, it's goofy. Yeah, I. I Intel's challenging. I can't. Like, they have a new CEO, so who knows what they're going to do now? Yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah. but I mean, they are. I, I will say, I, I'm taking them very seriously these days. They've done a lot of strategic hires, things that yeah, are a really, lot of hires, a lot of yeah, hires, yeah. very outside the box. I mean, Tom Peterson's over there now. Yeah. They, I mean, they, the thing is, they have to do. They can't just. It's really clear that they can't just rest on their process technology being really good anymore. Yeah. No, because that's it's clearly yeah. we're we're we've reached the limit. The, yeah, the the quantum singularity, right? And, yeah. So so like they have to do something if they want to maintain market share. And and I mean, I'm really interested to see what the new CEO does. Yeah, we'll see. But you know, I I, I would yeah, we'll, we'll see. Right? You got. I think until they've had two. Two blanks. They got to prove it. This one, it's got to do it. Or I don't know. What if this fails though? That's a scary thing. I mean, if this fails and they keep making CPUs until ARM ARM's price per uh, performance per watt, till the performance gets up to the point that the performance per watt matters, and then you know, yeah. (sighs) I'm sorry. Did you say ARM? So here's here's the thing, Gordon. Like, if you can license the ARM architecture and then jam your own business in there to do exactly what you want, I've lost him. No, sorry, because I've been drinking coffee. Because sometimes people talking about ARM competing with x86, and then well, look, Apple's. I look, I I called this one in 2010. Or 2012, Apple is going to move oh, MacBooks no to, to ARM. No way. 100%. No way. 100%. I, well, look, I know they have plans. I know it's already. They could roll it out tomorrow if they wanted to. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't. The keyboards aren't bad enough for an ARM computer yet. That's what they're working on, <laughs> making the keyboards even worse. I just don't. I And I've said this before. I've been on the Macworld podcast, and I've, I've said that I, I think if Apple does mm-hmm. ARM-based MacBook, it's the end of, it's the, end of the Mac. I would say that the terrible keyboard is the end of the Mac. Dude, 
people still buy them anyway. You know how people fix their MacBooks with bad keyboards? You use an they external keyboard. They, they, no, they go out and they buy a brand new MacBook. That's the way it's always been. I had a friend, he got a CD stuck because they only use those slot fed. I like the slot fed. It's slot, but slot fed, but with no ejection button. Well, that yeah, slot, yeah, right? I mean, it turns out in right? retrospect. He's like, well, I needed to buy a new laptop anyway. Seriously, all they had to do was put a hole in the cabinet to push the ejection arm with it. With, so, so that's he, the same people who are just going to go out and buy a brand. Look, folks, this is not a MacBook. Okay. It's not a MacBook. You can't oh, do that. Man, that's uh, so flat. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, the thing, the, uh, well, anyway, this is a longstanding debate. It's a, I know, come on, there's no way that they can survive going to ARM. I think the MacBook. I think Apple's, if anybody can make people go with them one more trip across the plains, Apple's the only company that can do it. But yeah. I do think the Mac as we know it will cease to exist. I mean, I think the fact that they haven't had a new Mac Pro in like 12 years or whatever it's been now, um, well, I know they announced one. It's going to be great. I'm sure it's going to be terrific. Nope. All the people who are doing that work, doing work that you used an old Mac Pro. I mean, like, I, like, like me, I can't help but notice there's no trash cans in here. No. Uh, well, no. And those, we don't even. Yeah. yeah I, I use uh, one box for Skype and one box to uh, stream to OBS. Yeah, exactly. So, so, I mean, I think, I think if you look at the benefit, the amount of money Apple has spent spinning up its ARM CPU division makes me think that having and the fact that they've been frustrated with the amount of GPU on Intel CPUs for years sure makes me think that hey they're going to take their own SOC jam whatever massive GPU they want in use whatever CPU they need to run their apps and and then put some specialized hardware in to, to accelerate the things that they care about i just have a hard time cuz it's about legacy. Like, I still think if you're it's a not. Mac... They I, ditch legacy all the time. They throw it out all the time. You can't Apple, run... That's the best thing. That's why it makes Apple so strong. Yeah. And it's also horrible because people like... For people like for us, people complain about, oh my God, I can't run something from 1997. I've never complained thing. about that. Well, people do, right? <laughs> Literally, like, never. Gordon does all the time. Yeah, I, but... Apple Gordon's has no Gordon. problems like, you know Anecdote. what? For the, for the good of the colony, you yeah. are leaving the colony. Go outside the gates. But I'll die out there. Yeah, but it's good for Sorry, us. Sorry, Quark right? Express. They basically, they strengthen the pool, but to be the person forced out through the gates of the mm-hmm. colony to die in the cold all the time, like those Xeons over there, those Xeon Max, yeah. you could still run OS ten on them. No, you they can't. Just, well, you could if they didn't no, no, just they turn it they, off. No, they, yeah, they choose not to allow it. Right? That. I mean, they do it all the time because they want to make it stronger. They, Look, it's, but the, that's, the that's, ants on the outside of the ball have to die so the ants in the center can live. I just don't want to be the, like, yeah, I, I that's a horrible way to live. The PC's like, you know what? We're going to let, Hey, you know what? All the hate about Microsoft, all the haters take a step back and think about how Microsoft doesn't cut people off. People are still angry about yeah. windows seven support. Let me think about the loving embrace of this, of this multi-billion <laughs> no, dollar in a faceless international no, but I'm, company. Hey, at least you're not being told, <sighs> at least you're not being told. It's like, I can't, I can't imagine being in that division at Microsoft. It's like, come on, man. It's like, it's a Pentium 2, man. It's a Pentium 2. You still want to run Windows 10 on there? Look, Come I'm, on, can't we leave it? No. If you do, I'm going to be angry. I'm going to go on Twitter. I'm going to post on it. But they... they oh, okay. no, All the right. Twitter posts. But, but they, but they oh, don't, no. right? Somebody's they, saying something bad on Twitter. But it still <laughs> runs on, like, on Pentium 2, Pentium 3. I it's mean, a, but, but, like, no, but why? Apple's cutting off Xeon. Why? You can buy a laptop for $200. Because it's about legacy. It's not, it's no, not, it's legacy's about, bad. it's about, it's about keeping everybody, you know, we, I mean, I can't imagine that, that walking dead episode that runs down to Apple every day where they're like, yeah, well, you know, we're going to dispatch you now. 
Well, look, why? Look, I was a good character. Look, People love me. I have. I <laughs> have. <laughs> my AirPod ones are probably going to explode in like three months, so that I have to go buy a new pair. They've served me well. It's their time. I, I mean, look, are you a really going to buy me a pair when they don't? No. Um, there's a lot of stuff that uh, actually I might because I use them to take phone calls. This mm-hmm. is terrible. They made a pair of Bluetooth. They made a Bluetooth headset, like a, a Bluetooth. Uh, what do we use? Is, do we call it a headset? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Bluetooth headset. headset. Yeah. yeah, they made a Bluetooth headset that works. I I have a Bluetooth That's headset that works. works. No, you don't. You yeah, think yeah. you do? No, it works great. No, it always sounds bad when I talk to you. No, no I don't use it. I actually have <laughs> it one. It sounds great for you. It's terrible for me. <laughs> so I have one that I use for phones. It's a uh, it's a Jabra. I don't even know if they make it anymore. But you fold them. No, they're they've they don't have made they haven't made Bluetooth headsets in a long time. Yeah, they still make them. Well, they make yeah. the thing the 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 the. Sport pu- sport buds. Yeah, those are, I mean, those are all terrible, but this, yeah. this is an actual one for, for, this is like what a business person would wear to make multi-billion dollar deals. Yeah, that's what I, that's, that's like, what I need. You gotta be standing on the street of Manhattan, yeah. shouting stuff out with that headset. I have that for phone calls. I don't care what Johnson says. I don't care. <laughs> Close the deal. We need to get that. That's my life. Po to, what was that again? Poo? Uh, Arpu. Arpu. Arpuda. 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 <laughs> I want to see Gordon say that on the street. Arpuda. <laughs> well, that's just, you could just see that, right? Looking at the Rolex, you got the briefcase or whatever, business yeah. person. And just just, like, that's what they call it. Close the deal. Carrying around my Rolex every day. But so sir, how I live my life. Can't. Those people just bought those MacBooks. We can't tell people to throw away MacBook Airs they bought in 2017. Close the deal. Look, they, they probably already thrown them in the bay because the keyboard doesn't work. For the, for the good of the colony, your MacBook Ear is being discontinued. It's like an by. episode of Survivor. Johnny Ive walks around the Apple office and it's like, "Well, okay, Mac Pros, you're done, shutting you down." Well, but you're the weakest link. But they're going to do it though. They've said, "Hey, the tribe is Mac Pro. We're going to do Mac Pro." They Where is it? Gonna... Is it out yet? Nope, doesn't count. Then. Won't come out yet. No, it's not real until it ships. I don't understand. Just like this. VR. I, I don't understand why it takes so long to Look. do basically to call it's, up Taiwan or call up China, Taiwan and say, build this computer, ship it over here, make it. Uh, so the problem, the reason it's taken so long is because they sacked all the people that made the made Mac Pro like five years ago when they stopped making them. And now they have to go find new people. And they're probably over engineering the hell out of it. I, I tell yeah. the Mac world people, I'm like, listen, give me the same cheese grater design just with new internals. I, I'm done. Yeah, I'm that's, all I, that's all I want. But yeah. guess what? They're probably there, you know, trying to design the hell out of it. That's just yeah. like, that's not what I want. Yeah, no, that's going to be <laughs> yeah, really, really good. I don't understand. I, I would just, if for our Apple, I would just say, let's just take the MacBook, the Mac Pro, scale it down, maybe two thirds, a little smaller. I don't even care. Make all the parts industry standard. Yeah. That's Go madness. Ahead. Madness. I know, but just say, and then look, look, we're going to make this, uh, we'll issue new BIOS updates so you can do new CPUs, whatever. And then just don't bother us for five years. Come back in five years and ask for a new one. And then yeah. people yeah. will be happy. Yeah. That's all look, you need. Let's, yeah. they, they have to find somebody who can solder all the RAM on the motherboards. You know what's crazy <laughs> about those? So people don't even know. I mean, it's, it's a marvel of engineering, but you don't need to rebuild the wheel every time. The graphics cards and some of those Mac Pros, you, on the towers, the cheese graders, you don't plug them in on the power supply. You plug them into the motherboard. Oh, really? Oh yeah, yeah they're they're, running, there was never power pins. They run yeah. very small, like I've never like some kind of whatever reduced power connector, and then you would plug that into your graphics card. So the power is routed through the motherboard out to your graphics card. How noisy! Well, it has to be really noisy for everything around it on the board, right? But will and also think about carrying 150 watts or whatever you need. To, 
It, well, you, you don't, don't need to. Wire. It eliminates it the wire. Lower power. You don't have the. There's not the messy wireness. I, I, Look. you can. I can appreciate the engineering push to do something that way, but it's like it's okay to just have some messy wires running so, through there. So on the cheese graters, is it still like a mirror image? Is it chirally mirrored from the real PC ATX spec? Because on the old on the old candy box ones, everything was backwards. Like, it, like, like the, like in order to orient the board right, it, you'd have to mirror image it to put it in a regular case. Or if you wanted to use one of those as a case for a normal PC, it just wouldn't work because everything was the wrong way on the boards. Uh, well, yeah, cause the CPU and then the, the, the GPU slots are, are facing down. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I, I have, I honestly don't know because there have been so many generations of them. And yeah. I, I admit it is a marvel of, of, of beauty and, and engineering, but, Bad for no dust, point. though, it it's, turns out. Yeah. Well, it's also bad for end user, especially if you're going to ignore them, which yeah. is the problem. Ask all those Final Cut Pro 7 users out there oh, how they God. feel. That's, that's oh, where sorry, I, I, that's where I started. That's where I started. Yeah. And there you go. <sighs> anyway. We could talk about this all day. Uh, yeah. But uh, we should probably get some questions. Oh, Ooh. yes. Uh, Will, we, we've got a couple ones uh, for you. Uh, we've got Northern Tech Hermit over on our Discord. You, you can get some uh, questions in on our Discord. Um, he's talking about uh, gaming with your daughter. You had mentioned the, yeah. the, you know, introducing her to the PC. Uh, you know, when she becomes of the age uh, the, that you would like to, to get her a PC, would you rather uh, build a, like a custom one with her? Or do you mm-hmm. think you would give her a hand-me-down? You know, what, what, what would you do for your daughter? Um, she, I mean, she'd probably start with a hand-me-down at first, right? Yeah. Um, I, it's funny. I still build my own PCs. I have, I've never bought a desktop PC that I can remember. I bought a Wang in 1993 when I went to college. So 386SX25. Wow. That was maybe, I, uh, no, no, that's not true. I bought a Pentium 60. So it's been 20 years since I bought a PC, 25 years. Um, I think we'd probably build something or, or couple something together with hand-me-down parts, whatever. Um, the games that we're playing now don't really need anything to run. Like we play Minecraft and we play Ultimate Chicken Horse, um, stuff like that. So, I mean, when she gets, if she decides she wants to get into shooty games, then we'll, we'll figure that out when we get there. But she's still pretty early for that. What I'm not really sure was when you introduced to your kids, uh, how to properly yell at all your teammates and everybody (laughs) and everybody in the game. Yeah. We, like I asked her not to be racist. Or, uh, angry, you know, just like, like why were you gonna, I said B, you should go on to B. Yeah, exactly. No, um, it's, uh, she's, she listens to me playing games. She's like, dad sounds angry. <laughs> and I said, no, mom says, no, he's not, he's not angry. He's just, you know, he's just, uh, it's a heated, heated, heated moment. Yeah. 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 It's all an act. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's all a bit. It's the magic of TV. Yeah. It's social you gotta for keep kids. it kids. It's social <laughs> for kids. They just want to play with their schoolmates. Exactly. I mean, so, so yeah, like Fortnite is popular with the older kids. She's still too young for that probably, but she plays Minecraft and we play sometimes with friends. So it's good. Nice. Uh, and then somebody else uh, brought up and I'm sorry. I, I missed your name. The, the chat went too quick, uh, about your PC. Uh, would you, and we were talking about this earlier, uh, would you be interested in like a water build system? Do you, you know, how, how, how deep do you go in building your PCs? Yeah. So, um, right now I have closed loop systems on the CPU. Uh, probably if I, if I, next time I upgrade the video card, I'm going to do a water pool. It may be a closed loop for the GPU, maybe a, maybe a, um, a custom loop. But yeah, I think it's time. Like I, so I stream PUBG more or less every night now. Uh, and I've built enough of a community around that, that it's, it's like, I, I feel like I should probably invest in a slightly better computer at some point before too long. Um, and yeah, like a water cool rig seems nice. I, I honestly though, 
I've also reached the point where like my half the memory, half the one memory channel in the, in my free NAS box just died for no apparent reason the other day. It's an old computer. It's six years old at this point. So we're at the, at the end of that machine. And I'm, I might be tired of fool. Like I'm, I feel like it might be nice when something breaks to just call somebody and be like, Hey, tell me what to do to fix this. Yeah. Um, I know that's like, yeah, it's, it's a little, it's a little harder to build your own PCs when you don't have like the, the opportunity to just truck it in when it breaks and try a bunch of different hardware in the lab to yeah. figure out what's broken. Yeah. Agreed. I do always keep a spare power supply around. Spare power supply. Yeah. That's a, that's a biggie. Yeah. Extra RAM. Spare power supply. I, like I have an old video card or two in the garage if I need to swap them out to see when something breaks. Yeah. You know, PCs are pretty bulletproof these days. Although I say that knowing people that have just like had the unsolvable failures that i i've not figured out what's I mean, going on with them so that usb thing took me a year and a half to figure out like it, it finally i was talking to somebody then i was calling friends at asus and all the different places you know intel finally somebody at intel was like hey you know that you can only have 128 devices on the usb chain right and i was like wait what there's no error message in windows it just says this device didn't work it I doesn't just, say hey you have too many endpoints move it to a different bus yeah. and you can't tell which buses are connected to which ports on most motherboards usually no. So, so you have to like load device manager and do device by connection and then like drill down into that. But like I wouldn't have found that like that would have happened to a, a pre-built machine too. A discrete, but if you just ran a discrete part, but you can in your machine, but a discrete part just, would, yeah. would have solved it, right? Yeah. Not I mean, it, if I had a USB 3.1 machine that had real drivers, I could theoretically plug in like one of those USB-C to the, like a hub, USB hubs that has its own USB controller off stream that would yeah. fix that problem too. It's, it's a weird, like, it's a weird problem, but like, as, as the hardware gets more advanced and as people are connecting more stuff to it, you're gonna have more of that stuff. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I got a VR related question for you, Will. Okay. Uh, this is from Luke. Um, they are sensitive to motion sickness. Are any of the newer VR headsets better for that? So, um, I've done hundreds and hundreds of VR, like five, six hundred VR demos at least. I stopped counting when I hit five hundred. Um, mostly introducing people to VR for the first time. In my experience, out of all those demos, I've had two people that get almost motion sick almost immediately. Hmm. Um, one of them was my wife. Uh, one mm-hmm. of them was friend of uh, our, 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 uh, um, our friend Veronica Belmont. Um, it tends to be, it tends to affect women more, uh, VR sickness. <laughs> the things that keep you from getting sick are never moving the camera when your head's not moving. So, you know, keeping your inner ear and your eyes in sync will solve that problem. And if you've tried 3D off headsets like Gear VR, Daydream, um, Google Cardboard, uh, Oculus Go, those are not, those are 3D off headsets. So those measure rotation and orientation, but not translational movement forward, backward, left, right, up, down. Um, I put Gina in the Vive Pro with the wireless kit on the other day for the first time in ages, and she didn't get sick. Uh, no. I did, did, like, usually she gets kind of the cold sweats and stuff like that, and she played for 45 minutes or an hour with no problems. So, uh, I, th- I mean, I think more solid frame rate, higher CPU, higher GPU, all that stuff will help with that. But try it and don't buy anything from someplace you can't return it. And if you haven't tried VR, there's no analog between like getting motion sick in the car and getting motion sick in the in VR. Hmm. Uh, I got another VR question. Sorry to follow on. If you had to make a choice based on hardware available today, yeah, which would you buy? Uh, probably I'd buy one of the rest. I mean, just because of the just because you can play the game. Everything that's on Steam works with the Rift. You, it's a pain in the ass to play Oculus stuff on the Vive. You have to use Revive, and it's it's a little uh, fraught. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I like the Vive hardware better. I think the it's more comfortable. It's also way more expensive. Yeah. Is the other thing. Yeah. So, uh, I, and, and actually, I, I forget about the Windows MR stuff. The Windows MR headsets are really good and you can find like, you can find those Lenovo headsets for like 200 bucks with the controllers, which is a, a smoking deal. There's no external base stations. Can I change my answer? Uh, oh, I'll probably yeah. buy a Windows MR headset. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, you, do, you don't have to set up the external sensors. It's a lot easier to run. Uh, their min spec is a little bit lower, so huh. you can play some of the stuff like Minecraft and stuff on a lower end PC and it works and you can play everything Steam. With the Windows MR controllers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's really unexpected. I, I might wait until I see what Valve has next month or okay. whatever, whatever their date was. Yeah, they, I think they said May 1st is yeah. the, the leaked press date. Or May that they 19th. Had. Something, May something. May something. I was looking at it earlier. Yeah. I'm just surprised because, you know, people, you know. Wait, are you confirming uh, Half-Life 3? Yeah, Half-Life 3 comes out my, uh, yeah. May 19th. Nice. Gordon Freeman returns. Perfect. Right. Uh, the, the logo is just going to be HL with three crowbars. <laughs> That's a good one. Also, Left 4 Dead 3 comes out on the same day and uh, Portal 3. It's going to be the... They're three, call, three, three. They're calling three it the three pack. It's, it's coming nine. out on March 3rd. It's the nine. 2023. <laughs> that would be a good one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It could be two thousand, uh, three thousand and three. I guess. I, I feel like mixed reality doesn't get the respect from people. I mean, maybe it's because most of the VR people are just sort of like they are so such experts and so it's like sort of snobs. I mean, you could be fair to say. I mean, the thing is, the hardware is really solid. The screens are often better than the default five. Definitely better than the original Rift. Um, the problem is that the controllers are kind of flimsy compared to those other the other two. Um, and the tracking's not as good because you, you know, whoop, there you go. Like that. Whoops. That's cool. That seems so real yeah. when you knock that cup off the table. Oh, yeah. Well, I got it. It's out of the way. We're safe. Well, for audio listeners, Will just knocked over a cup to demonstrate how excited he is about the I controllers. I love Windows MR. Yeah. So the controllers track, don't track as well when you get outside of the range of the cameras. Yeah. Which is only, but I mean, that doesn't, most of the time you're using your hands, it's where you can see them. So it works out. Cool. Okay, uh, more questions. Uh, Game Bacardi on YouTube uh, is asking if you've ever met John Carmack, and I, I don't know why. Uh, I have met John Carmack. We interviewed him a couple of times at Maximum PC. I feel like I interviewed him at QuakeCon. One time we sat down in, at uh, E3. Um, when was it? It was maybe right after Bethesda bought them and talked for an hour about VR, and it was for Maximum PC, so we didn't really have a place to put the audio, so I just had to transcribe <laughs> it in my hotel room. <laughs> Which I'm going to go and tell you the worst place to transcribe a John Carmack interview is in a hotel room in, in Las Vegas, uh, Los Angeles at like three o'clock in the morning when you have an eight o'clock meeting the next day. And you're like, oh, Th- that I would say that's on MaximumPC.com, but I don't think that exists anymore. Right. I don't think so either. It's maybe on archive.org. I maybe, well, all but we do stuff. have this Maximum you know, PC soundboard. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. You can find, I used to go to Google Books to find, uh, old episodes or old issues of Maximum PC these those, days. Those are Jeremy Williams created stingers, by the way. Props to Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are great. Uh, alright, uh, the, <clears throat> this is kind of a game question, uh, from Old Man Brian. Uh, we've had the sci-fi era, the Call of Duty shooter-like era, the MOBA era, the zombie era, and now the Battle Royale era. What are your predictions for the next gaming fad? Hmm. Wow. Next dust, gaming fad. Dust two. It'll be dust two. Is dust the 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 the? <laughs> it's the survival the, one. It's that it's oh. that never ending hallway in in Counter Strike. It's just like that's like he's like 
You just that every that's all they do. Is oh, play oh, too. oh! I you thought you were talking. About, yeah, wasn't the wasn't the what's the space sim from Iceland? Um, didn't they have a shooter called Dust Four Five Nine or yeah. Dust Three Six Nine or something yeah, like that? Yeah, you're talking about um, Dust the one with the big economy. Yeah. Okay, I can't think. Um. Of well, well. Right. Whatever. People are screaming. <laughs> yes, screaming at their radios. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I. I think that the next one is going to be kindler. Jet. It's going to be hug based gaming. So <laughs> there we go. Yeah. You're going to have to hug your opponents, and the person who gets the most hugs wins. It's the next big trend. What they should do for gaming is they should introduce at the beginning of every, if your kids play sports, mm-hmm. the every big, the big every game, Thank they you. have a kid come up, the whole team and the, the coaches and the refs stand there and then they read the card saying, parents, shut the hell up. This is a game. We're playing the game. Just watch the game. Don't comment on the game. Clap for the game. That's what they should do for all, all we, video games. We just started Little League. And, um, I'm really surprised by how little yelling there is. Well, that's cause they've been, cause they've been learned like parents shut up. Well, I'm talking about the coaches, like the coaches, like when I played little league, I got yelled at all the time. It was like, hey, hustle up Smith. You're, you're never going to bat if you don't keep your eyes on them. You know, it was just constant belittle. I can't even think, yeah. I can't even say the things that they yeah, said to me on, right? the, on the, on the podcast. It was but, a different time. Yeah. Now they're like, Hey, you're doing a really good job. Hey, no, you know what? We're no. going to give you a, you know, we're going to give you a trophy anyway. You did, you did your look, best. No. Look, if they take, if they swing too many times at coach pitch, they don't like send them back to the dugout and shame. They bring out the tea. So they do, they, they fire them off the T-ball wow, okay. thing now. So yeah, it's a kinder, huh. gentler world out there. Yeah, it's a good right. thing. Okay. This is good. Uh, there's, there's still yelling. Let me tell you. There's still, there's I'm yelling gonna, coaches yeah, and then there's, okay. I already did my work and ain't nothing I can do now, coaches. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. So do you want to take some really deep PC questions? So, you know, the more, more pointed towards Gordon, but yeah, yeah, we yeah. should talk about it. I'd like to hear Will's opinion. Well, I have opinions. Okay. Uh, so big mama, friend of the show, big mama, uh, why are Xeon platinum 9,200 family BGA only? Maybe the socket contact problems with the 5903 pins. Your thoughts on pushing server CPU TDP to 400 plus Watts. Wow, that is really outside. You want me to um, take that one? That is yeah, really you can deep. Take that one. That Whatever Gordon Will. says is right. <laughs> no, I, that is just so like we don't really cover um, server stuff. That's I, the big I news, would, though. You know, I don't is know. It? Well, as of this week, okay. I, I, I'm sure Everything there's engineering changes. reasons for why they went to BGA, and they probably make sense for maybe again as the things you mentioned, heat, thermal power. All the things you have to do over BGA, um, that has been done in laptops. Is it consumer laptops? Is it BGA, BGA soldered onto the board? Is that yeah, what's happening? Ball oh, okay. array. So there apparently I've not paid attention because, you know, Xeon is not really consumer part. Um, except for that one part. Uh, I mean, imagine they did that because we needed to. I mean, it's not like Intel goes like, Oh, we're going to solder this down to the motherboard because we want you to pay for a new motherboard. Yeah, frankly, if it's a, you know, a hundred thousand dollar server, they don't care anyway. It's not like a big deal. Right. So. The, like you're not pulling blades out and swapping the CPUs and the blades. Yeah. My guess is maybe they did it for Z height. Maybe they did it for thermals for power. There's a lot of reasons why they would do it. And you know, that those, they have pretty excessive core count. So probably makes sense. What's the core? Like 32 cores. I think they announced a 56 core part yesterday. Wow. Or is it two days ago? Uh, yeah, it was a couple yeah, days ago. I, I haven't paid too much attention uh-huh. to it because you know, yeah, servers. Nobody cares if AMD does it at CopyTech. Oh. 64 cores. No, I'm just kidding. 56 cores. Yeah, 56 cores. It's a weird number of cores. 100, 112 threads. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't think they're doing this just like, you know, you know how everybody, all 
desktop users are always angry that they're trying to take the socket away from us. So, I mean, but I don't think that's why they would do like that. the number of times I've replaced a CPU, like upgraded a CPU in a new motherboard over the last 10 years it is none, but you can, but I, but you know what? I'd rather, I, I might be, the well, you have that six core here. part. You could put a 10 core part if you had I'm a fine. $1,700 and 23. I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'd rather, I'd, if I was going to spend $1,700 and 23 cents on something, I, I'd probably, uh, Probably buy a, a 2080 Ti and a water cooling block, and then have a hundred bucks left over. Yeah, no, yeah, a responsible I, I, purchase. I yeah, I like for me. I always want a socket. I like upgrades. I like the options. I want it to just work without me having to fool with it at all. Once I build it, <laughs> you know, that would be it an interesting works. proposition. If someone said we're going to sell you a motherboard with the CPU integrated in it, it's going to come with a ten year guarantee. This yeah, isn't there are the caps are not going to fail. The VRMs are not going. to... This is the thing is like this: the mechanical connectors and the slots are good. The right. whole thing. So I mean, maybe would people would go for that? I, I don't know. I think yeah. most people still, especially desktop people, they want they like their options. I so. mean, it is nice to know that if your CPU dies, which they never do anymore, but if it does die, then you can swap it out for another one. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I, I'm hearing a lot more CPU failures and. Before it it's, used to be like you would never hear of a CPU failure, but I have been hearing of more CPU it's, failures. For me, it's been motherboard failures. But usually, by the time the motherboard fails, you're better off just right. Rather than going and buying a new motherboard and new memory because you kind of replace those at the same time, you're better off just buying a whole new thing because it's going to cost the same. Yeah, and for people who don't know, this was a big conspiracy theory about five years ago. Everybody said Intel was trying to kill the socket. Man, it started with socket seven, man. Well, we Remember well. when they brought in those slots? Yeah. You, I used to be able to put an AMD CPU and an Intel CPU in the same motherboard. People but then the man that. came That's and they just... took away my socket freedom. Yeah. First they come for our sockets, Gordon. Dang I it. will say those are then some. Then they come for the slots. Those were some <laughs> messy days too. People just have no idea. There were some messy days back then. We're Remember? like, yeah, it kind of works sometimes. If what? you're but lucky. I have an SIS chipset. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a, that's your first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple more hardware questions. S S S on YouTube. Uh, do you think we will get a Navi announcement at Computex? Um, have you ever been to Computex, know. Will? No, I never got to go. Oh no, we this we, will be I, my first time. Actually, at Future, we didn't have the money to send anybody ever. Yeah, is I, it? Do you, I think you went a couple times after I left. I actually got me off the have payroll. only gone the last couple of years. Okay, for PC World, and it's a great show. It's a it's a better PC show than probably any other show, even than more than CES because everybody's there and it's CES all concentrated. Is a trash fire at this point. But there's a lot mm. of people there. Um, I but. but I'm going to say I have no insight. I don't know, but I'm going to guess this is going to be, I think we're going to see Navi there. I mean, I sort of think people expected that? that. Huh? What is that? Oh, that is the next gen, ne- actual next gen AMD GPU. Oh, okay. So hopefully, everyone's waiting for Navi. Will, how, there are how some did rumors, you not know? I, I don't, I, I really don't you, ever. You should be waiting for Navi. I'm pretty comfortable. I think Navi can, will come when, uh, when Navi's ready. It'll be, it'll be die shrink and uh, a new architecture. Okay. And then there are, have been leaked rumors that it's going to do ray tracing. So cool. We'll see. We'll see. Functional, I, I don't know. Usable technology, but it is a lot. We are, it's, I think it's going to be an awesome year for AMD. Clearly next gen Ryzen's coming. We're going to see Threadripper next gen. I kind of wonder. I do like ripping threads. I do like <laughs> ripping threads. Uh, so I would say, yeah, maybe, but okay. that is a lot. That is a lot to manage. Yeah, that'd be a lot of small news. company, relatively small company like AMD. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, a couple more questions. Uh, I actually like this. Uh, somebody named themselves in our Discord channel. 
the name is in this episode of the full nerd uh gordon says that uh with ssds having a lower price when do you expect an ssd factory to have a nuclear explosion or burn to the ground Oh, <laughs> the prices wow. are just so low. It's know. earthquakes. It's always earthquakes. Yeah, true. Earthquakes it won't, it won't get happen. the memory people. There's too many people making SSDs. I think. I it's, think. Uh, you think we're safe? This isn't like hard drives where like Thailand had a flood that wiped out a third of the world. I mean, the thing is, we're making a lot of them, but probably we're using way more. We're using yeah. a large percentage of that capacity. Yeah, I, I think it'll. I, th- I think it's not going to go away. Um, and this this speaks back to the. the even older folks will remember the glue fire. There was a glue yeah. fire for RAM, and RAM just went through the roof and didn't yeah, come down a, forever. So. A megabyte of RAM cost a hundred bucks back then. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, a megabyte, one megabyte. <laughs> so no, I don't think it's going to happen. I know like people like the conspiracy theories, but uh, if you are from Kingston or Intel and you're telling people, oh, you need to stock up, there might be a run up. Then yeah, please do because they'd love it if you bought ten drives instead of one. There you go. I mean, how many SSDs do you have in your machine now? Three. Yeah, that's what I am. Uh, I'm at four, I think, but yeah. two of them are rated. Yeah. Because I wanted to make them twice as reliable. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they're not rate one, they're rate zero. Of course. The SSDs never fail, yeah. Will. SSDs it's never fine. fail. They're, they're going to be fine. Man, we've been going on so long. I yeah. got to go potty. Uh, sorry. Well, oh, one yeah. last question okay. from old man Brian. Uh, it's VR related. Uh, all the new VR headsets coming out are inside-out trackers. Uh, there's nothing new that has full-body capabilities. Do you think there are still coming this year, or uh, are companies moving away from them for a period of time because they're too niche? I don't think anybody wants full-body tracking for no? a consumer. You don't think so? I don't think you need it. I mean, you need. Well, hands. but I, I saw Ready Player One. He gets into you know, like he gets into a big suit, right? You know. I mean, <laughs> look, I kind of want the butt kicker, right? Like, I want the I want the thing that you put on your chest and like gives you some base speed back when you get oh, hit. Oh, okay. But I like for the most part when you're playing VR games, we don't need to know where you're. F- Nobody's made DDR for VR yet. And if we had Dance Dance Revolution for VR, oh. you need to know where your feet are. Yeah. But otherwise, you're probably okay. Like I, I don't I don't think like if you want if you're playing a game, if you're playing like there's a couple of games that support Vive trackers for either a, like a gun peripheral or for your feet. Yeah, like, those little like disc things that yeah, you can put on. Yeah, it looks like a big hockey puck with yeah. some, with flanges off the side. Um, I mean, we use those to track feet and to track uh, pelvis oh, okay. on on foo, but they're not they're not for normal people. I mean, they're for special uses or very expl- like like uh, Island three five five nine, which is that dinosaur hunting game. Mm-hmm. I think supports them either for a gun peripheral or for feet. I can't remember which one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't think we're at a position where that stuff needs to be out. I agree. Twenty three yeah. seconds is the average time it takes a mammal to drain their bladder. You know, that was, that was actually was pretty kidding. quick. It's a blue kidding. whale. That was That's a pretty lot of quick. What well, you didn't see is he was just outside the door in the hallway. <laughs> it's very awkward. He took that GameStar mug. Well, yeah. the big question is, what do you do when you're streaming? Uh, you just don't, Gatorade you, bottle? No, because that's what I hear the rumors. Look, you hit pause. <laughs> rumors. Oh, and then you walk into the other room. How do you? St- you can't pause in PUBG. I have a clip reel. It shows the greatest hits. It says previously on behind the blue line. Well, you got to. He's oh. got to wait till the match is over. Yeah, you wait. Well, until you're dead, or yeah, yeah. or until you're in the back of the car. Sometimes. Sorry. Oh, uh, okay. Like sometimes so, if you're in the car, you're driving. You're like oh, we have two minutes till we get where we're going. You just hope nobody shoots out your tires, or else you're gonna be sitting there <laughs> dead in the car. What's the secret? I. I. That's it. I'm gonna stop playing the game I play. I need to be. I'm a professional PUBG player. Will Smith, what's the secret? I'm not a professional PUBG player, one. Uh, okay. First is you well, to, closer than Gordon. Look, if you want to be a professional PUBG player, you had to get really, really good at Counter-Strike about 10 years ago. 
Okay. you really, really good at Counter-Strike? Are you a world-class Counter-Strike Go player? I have had some really good Counter-Strike matches yeah. out of the thousands. Yeah. So, like, no. What's your percentage? Like a tenth of a percent? Probably. It's about where mine was. Yeah. Um, I probably This probably isn't for you. Uh, that, but seriously, though, the people who are really, really good at PUBG are really, really good at aiming. So they're 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 very quick, uh, like they're very quick at putting the mouse cursor on people's heads and pushing the the shoot button. Really? Yeah. So like Shroud, the people who stream Shroud, Choco Taco, um, all those guys are disrespect. They're all former CS:GO, like serious CS:GO players. Um, so like being fast is phase one, and hmm. then phase two is like knowing when to shoot and when not to shoot. I always assumed that it was just because it always felt so chunky and laggy when you're doing anything that maybe so, it's just bad. So it's uh, random spray and pray almost. So um, the thing about that game, the thing about PUBG is that you have inertia on movement. So like if your foot if your foot animation is in mid step and you let your finger off the button, you're going to finish that step before it stops. Mm. So it feels it, that's what you're feeling is lag. Um, the aiming and stuff like at 50 meters, it's basically Counter Strike for yeah. SMGs and ARs and stuff like that. Mm. So the difference between PUBG and most other games is that there's actual like they actually model recoil, um, and and. To the point that, like, if your CPU is slower or faster, you'll have more or less recoil because of the, because of the number of, the way the recoil calculation happens per frame. So if you have more frames, you get more recoil. Huh. Wow. So a little bit, yeah, there's, wow. there's a lot of PUBG science. Um, wait, wait, so doesn't it. that mean if you have a better CPU, you get worse? Yeah, but you get more, uh, more chances to update your mouse uh. position. It, it, look, the other alternative is to, is to animate the recoil manually. So that the recoil patterns then are fixed, and then that means that somebody who's really good, your shroud or whatever, just learns the recoil patterns and moves the mouse in exactly the pattern as they're shooting at 60, 60 uh, rounds per second or whatever it is for an AK. And huh. then they can just keep the cursor on the person's head the entire time. It's much worse. Wow. Do, do they have servers only for old people? <laughs> uh, look, they do MMR, so the bad people get matched with other bad people. It'll oh. be fine. Yeah. Hmm, they didn't okay. do that at first. At first, it was just Wild West, and like your your hardened thousand hour killing people are in the same airplane as like the guy who's like just hey man, I want to sign up for. I, I feel like I could win money in this battle royale thing. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna buy a copy of PUBG, <laughs> and then he gets wrecked in the first like eight seconds. Yeah, like yeah, half a second yeah. on the ground. Look, it's what it's the they whole thing. land on you and kill you. It's what it's what Robin Williams says about Quake. Like you're gonna play that game for a hundred hours before you get good. Yeah. Before you get even competent. And I probably wasn't decent until I hit a thousand. God. Because the game I play now, I'm up over like 4,000 matches, 5,000 matches. Yeah. So. You feel like you're good? There are times, yes. Definitely. Yeah. But you know, it's so team based. And I guess PUBG is not team based for the most part. Well, if you play squads, it is. But the thing is, like Discord has filled the, has solved this problem, right? Like I have a, I have about 10 discords with people who play PUBG and I can find a game in one of them and I can play with people who are reasonably competent in any of them. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So you need better friends. But do you have to talk to them? Because I don't want to talk to anybody. I'll talk to people all day. <laughs> Adam, I can talk to Adam. Yeah, he does talk I to mean, me I mean, you a do lot. have to talk. Oh. Yeah. Right. That's the unfortunate thing. You're always on. Or the ping system. Apex. I wish they had the ping yeah, system in PUBG. That'd be great. Uh, one last uh, question. Sorry. It was, it was a really good one from... Da, da, da. 
Oh man, I That's lost a weird uh, username. Nin- da, da, da. Nino, <laughs> Nino. Uh, we got a lot of Linux users oh. uh, that, that follow us, and and they're asking uh, which VR headset has the best Linux support. Don't buy Linux to play video games. Okie doke. Oh, Easy peasy. Boy, that's gonna yeah. leave us Oh boy, wow. Gonna burn us oh. Yeah, you're gonna burn down PC world. They, with that one. they, um, look, performance matters so much. You're talking about frame latency of like 11 milliseconds to make people not throw up. Mm. you're not going to get that like you you might but like look at the if you look at um i think the planetary annihilation guys did a breakdown of their game sales versus support ticket calls on linux versus windows and it's really hard to like all of the teams that are making vr games now are like five ten person studios for the most part Mm. you're not gonna justify spending thousands of hours developing a linux client that's going to work on some weird subset of computers for um for linux like you if, if people who do that are risking the health of their companies and they're not going to do it yeah true yeah so no dual boot okay. to windows okay. do VR but stuff. Yeah, i mean or I don't, buy a quest and just don't use linux don't use windows at all oh, but go. i think people are reading i, I wouldn't read too much into this because i think it's right now you need the commercial ventures to pave the way 10 years from now maybe you know it'd be easier when everything's sort of all said and done and I, I mean, pieces are available maybe it's a possibility but you the know? problem with Ten the drivers is, is so like the the driver situation amd drivers are okay on linux you have to use the closed source nvidia drivers and like the chance of you getting all the stars a lot like like if it's a steam vr situation somebody's putting out a distro that's basically just for playing games maybe that as far as i know that doesn't exist yet yeah and i know that if i had spent if I had spent $50,000 spinning up a Linux port of the stuff that we built for consumers, I would have lost $48,900 probably. Yeah. Yeah. $999. Yeah. I, I, I might have sold three copies based on my current stats. Yeah. Stuff you got to make money to pay for it right no, now. No, I, I just want to keep the money. <laughs> money, money, money. It turns out money is important. Money buys time. Apparently, yes. Anyway, who knew? Speaking of time, we are out of it. Oh my god! Oh, but that was a great talk. Yeah, there's so much. That was great. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm just out of it. Oh, it's okay. Bad games yesterday. Bad games. You seem grumpier than normal. (sighs) Yeah. It's all those console players getting under skin. They're probably good. I think all those uh, analog movement controls. They can go control precisely. You don't know about this. I'm. I'm last word. Oh. I, I've challenged. He's, he's like your dad, who's really just like you. You probably have heard this. Stop I'm me if you've heard this in one. In Counter Strike, we haven't figured out yet what we're going to do. This against me, me versus Adam, uh-huh. Luis, who's another uh-huh. console player. Yeah, who's that? Oh, and um, uh, Willis. Willis. So it'll be three versus one. So I will use mouse versus keyboard. Three people with controllers in Counter. Do you remember the time Fatality came in and played us in Quake Two? Yeah, it was. Staff? Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's yeah. Just, that's that. You're that. You're fatality. Yeah, with a mouse. I I just think yeah, that's no, just even even a bad gamer like me, I you, will whoop all over those controllers. You should I at least play. Them. You should at least play like Fortnite or something. Like spin up a custom Fortnite server and get the three of them. As long as it's not something where it has aimbot, because that's the problem with controllers is the aimbot. Well, there's like there's not there's not gaming if you get it like oh. I get it in the general area and then it automatically moves to their head that's not gaming that's not gaming it's always great coming by Gordon uh, yep good to have you always terrific it's like a nightmare now Will remembers yeah that's why yeah, every week way. yep uh, we made a whole segment for he's this. gonna have wake up he's gonna wake up tonight is it, is it a nightmare no oh, I, I I I miss I miss our conversations there yeah. were blasts we had so yeah. much there uh, lots of them. well since uh, AIM died we don't talk anymore it oh, turns yeah. out yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, well, it's or good Google thing. Hangouts. We started using Hangouts. Oh, <laughs> right. Good that job there, guys. Google. Uh, where can people find you on the internet, or where uh, would you like people to find you? I am, If you are interested in buying animation on a commercial level, you can find me at foovr.com. Mm. Uh, if you would like to find out what I'm doing, I'm on Twitter at Will Smith. And I play PUBG and sometimes other battle royales, and stuff, including Tetris 99. Nice. Which is my favorite battle royale that came out this year. It's actually really good. It's fantastic. Uh, making t- that up. It's a real thing. No, Twitch.tv, twitch.tv slash not that Will Smith. And I have a new podcast coming out soon that I'm not talking about. Oh, yet. oh, yeah. It's okay. Be fun. Let us know when it's, when yeah, it comes out. I will. I yeah. Will. Awesome. All right. I better get out of here because, yeah. you know, I'm probably going to go to the bathroom again. The old man bladder. I know. Old man. Uh, check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the full nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Send questions and comments to the full nerd at pcworld.com and please do leave us a review on iTunes. Every time you do, we get a cool guest like Will Smith in here. See, look, that was an actual hey. positive thing yeah, I said. That's a good thing. Usually I'm making stuff up. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Will Smith. Hi. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. And Adam Patrick will turn us off. Thank you so much, Will. It was a good time. We will talk to you later. See you guys in three years. Oh.